You're listening to The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts now. It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ is our brand new number. Uh, we're attempting to take telephone calls 
on the air. A satellite radio first. As a matter of fact, I'd like to start to refer to us as the phone show from this point on. That is a show that uses phones. <clears throat> what do you mean? They're already calling something the phone show at Raw Dog. Revolutionary. It is. Speaking of revolutionary, I've sent you a hit, uh, Chris, that was sent to me by Rob Cross. This is uh, the songs that are rocking uh, rockin Tripoli right now. Because I guess uh, over there in Libya for the first time, they're starting to uh, rock it out. They're starting to hip-hop. They're starting to house music. starting to be like electronica scene. It's all going down. And uh, Rob's already rocking his stuff on XMU. He's, you know, he's so cutting edge right now that you've got to have a guitar in one hand and machine gun in the other to get on XMU. By the way, I also want to point this out to people. Uh, that's not a real university. Because a lot of people are going, is that a school? Is that the number one party school this year? No, it is not. Uh, Fez Watley making a return with Yahoo News today. I see he's lining it all up in front of him. But, Chris, did you talk to him at all before the show? A little bit. Did I? Yeah, it doesn't sound well. What did he tell you was wrong with him? He just said he was feeling under the weather. That's what I... That's what I I just wasn't feeling well. Is he coming back too soon? Possibly. The tram, the tram, this might have just fucking infested his brain and body and See, soul. See, I always uh, say it like this, like even when you have a football injury, you're better off rehabbing it than you are coming back too soon. Just hurt yourself, buddy. And really, yeah, and really blowing something out. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to Mike, Mike in Long Island. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Mike, this really none of your business. I'd rather keep this as a professional relationship. I don't know whether we should personalize it. Okay, how about some great news? Uh, what do you got? Mick Jagger announced today that he's going on tour with his new band, Super Heavy. Now, who's all in Super Heavy, and what's the story there? Uh, you have Josh Stone, uh, Dave Stewart, uh, Damian Marley... They are super heavy. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Now, here's what has to be admitted. Mick has never had any real success away from the Stones. So you you got to find yourself somewhat concerned with this. <laughs> you got to be a little bit concerned. Now, I'm all for people doing their side projects and knowing what they want. God knows I think they work for people. I think it's healthy. But... Has he ever done anything that we're overly excited about away from the Stones? Don't think so. Is this the the Super Heavy band? Or is this the Tripoli Rock? There's Tripoli and Super Heavy's coming up right now. Uh, forget Super Heavy. <laughs> Let's Tripoli this stuff up. Thank you. 
Basically, just looking at a Gaddafi mixtape. Is that what that is? Remixed. Sample. <laughs> I guess this is a sample. All right, so we're sampling, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is he's still the biggest star over there. Oh, huge. Definitely. He's underground right now, but still mainstream. This reminds me of that Bu uh, Bush uh, hit that we had uh, back during his administration. They did uh, Walk on the Wild Side with him, and I believe in the name of love. Uh, remember them when that was uh, all happening? Mm-hmm. Let's try to find those and uh, get on it. You got to love when people were just fucking destroying Bush. It's really funny. Even though it was sad that the fucking country was fucked as well. Well, I mean, we're fucked now. and Nobody wants to make fun of fucking Obama. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, just, it's like, it's like uh, sad plus depressing. So fuck it. Fuck it. Let's, go, it. let's be a little nostalgic for the time where people felt fucking smart about calling their president stupid rather than just went, oh, geez, I guess we're the stupid ones. Oh, no. Hmm. It's not coming up on YouTube. Can't find it at all on the YouTube? I don't remember what they were called. I think, I think he did Walk on the Wild Side and something by... Sunday Bloody Sunday? Sunday Bloody Sunday. That was it. Okay, let's... Yeah, let's bring this up. Here we go. It's all Sunday, like Sunday. <laughs> I can't believe the news today. I can't close my eyes and make it go away. How long? How long? Let's be sing this song. How long? Too, too, too long. Too, too long. Tonight? We can be as one. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Broken bottles on your children's feet. Body strings across the dead in streets. But I won't heed the battle call. It puts my back up, puts my back up against the wall. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Let's roll. Just begun. This many lost and coming has won. The trenches dug within our hearts. Mothers, children, brothers, sisters, born apart. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. How long? How long? Must we sing this song? How long? Too, 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 too long. Too, too long. Tonight, we can be as one. Tonight, tonight. Anyone who wants more details on my agenda can find them online. The web address 
is not very imaginative, but it's easy to remember. Park, park, dot, dot, Wipe the tears from your eyes. Wipe your tears away. Wipe your tears away. Wipe your tears away. Wipe your bloodshot eyes. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Let's roll. See, this is why I just think that uh, Libya just fucking rips us off time and time again. This is our gimmick. Yeah, From the word really. go. From the word go. Our video editors were putting this shit together years ago. Now, Higgs, you can do a little bit of this, right? Sure. How long would something like this take you? I mean, it would be forever, right? The final eclipse and the build the fucking lyrics? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be just so much easier to learn how to play guitar and do, write a fucking song yourself. No, why would they do that when they have a keyboard, Pro Tools? <laughs> Just stay in a dark room. Listen, uh, this entire generation honestly lives like it's the road because <laughs> they just find things and try to put it together. No one ever builds anything from scratch. I think a hipster in Williamsburg just killed a cannibal last night. Why do you act like that? That they're the hipsters? They and are you're the not. hipsters. I'm no hipster. What is, you know, there's certain fucking things that come up about people that they can be called, but they don't call themselves. Mm -hmm. And yet other people believe they do call themselves that. Yeah. Um, I mean, hippie fell into it. There was only like a couple dozen people who called themselves hippies during the 60s. That's crazy. Where punk, they went, you know, punk. Oh, yeah, they just fucking accepted. Like, yeah, we're punk. Fuck you. We're not mainstream. We don't want anything to do with it. Uh, here's AV in Oklahoma. You're on running Fez. What's up? What's up, Ronnie? Just calling to check up with everybody. Just now uh, reactivated my satellite radio. Wanted to know what's going on with uh, Fez, Dave, Lily, and Big Girl. Well, uh, they're all doing great. They're all in here with me today. They're just having the time of their life. Um, uh, they yeah. So that's good. I, I said, I, I miss you guys. I just reactivated my radio. And For how many years now? Three? Three years you've been gone? Yeah, about three years. Yeah. Everybody's all here today, and everybody's doing great, and we're glad you're back, A.V. Wait, Earl uh, says hi. Appreciate it, Ronnie. Yeah, appreciate Earl it, Ronnie. says hi. Hey. All right, you too. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show. We're on a uh, Thursday, bloody Thursday. I don't know whether Fez has brought in Yahoo News, or are you going in a different direction after your time off? Um, I, I guess I have some Yahoo News. All right, uh, well, we'll get to that a little later on. Okay. I know Higgs is telling me you're a little rough today. A little bit, yes. And he says you're physically ill? Yeah, I just, I have kind of a sore throat and just, yeah, I just feel, ugh. Why did you come in? Well, because I missed yesterday and uh, was thinking maybe it'll just pass. Well, we had a horrible time in here with that yesterday. I don't know, did we, did we end early? I can't remember. I know we only did about a half hour, and then we said, fuck it. No, the whole, whole show went down. Hmm. Well, we did miss Yahoo News. Uh, um, well, I know with Libya, 
that uh, one of Muammar Gaddafi's sons is saying he's ready to negotiate and step down from power, and the uh, and another son is saying he'll never be taken alive, no surrender. So you have to wonder which son Gaddafi's more pissed at at that point. You do. What have you decided? Uh, probably the one who says they'll never be taken alive. It really challenges the rebels to go ahead and hunt him down and lop his head off. Well, what would you rather be? Captured by the people who hate you and know they're going to keep you for the rest of your life in some fucking pit. Probably torture. Or uh, take the bullet. I mean, it seems to me that the bullet would, would be the easier way out. Pop me in the fucking head. Just do it. If I were a dictator of some country... you got to figure who Hitler himself, right? Possibly, uh, but Saddam didn't. I mean, Saddam got fucking caught. He was... Uh, yeah, and then look at the way he went out. Fucking hell. I mean, that... He, wouldn't <laughs> it have been easier for him to shoot himself in the head? It would have been better. A better legacy for the man. <laughs> Not even just legacy, but better final days. <laughs> You know, you're just having an awful time there. Yeah, I mean, he could have just fucking killed himself in that giant-ass palace and stays in a spider pit, wherever the fuck they called that thing. The rat You hole. know, that guy that was in here uh, yesterday, uh, when he was over doing USO shows, and this was St Steve Masson, the, the comedian, uh, he stayed in the palace. They just, they're using the palace as a fucking comfort inn. It's <laughs> just accommodations. Yeah, it's, all, it's La Quinta. <laughs> That's a shit. The um, the uh, new Kim Kardashian Halloween costume is already out. That comes with a padded ass, along well, with a wig and a dress. A couple months early, huh? Yeah, yeah. But I would think that I would say Kardashian is probably going to be the big one this year. I don't know. The whole thing about adults dressing up. I mean, we talk about this every year. I never get it, and I never get the buying a costume that other people are going to be buying. And I, and I will disagree about this, because last year when I was out, it seems like the number one thing with drunk guys is Santa Claus. They just keep a Santa Claus suit from the year before. That's ridiculous, because you got your Santa... I guess well, they could double down on because on Christmas, there's the Santa Fest in the city. Yeah, where and people just wear those both days now. <sighs> Cheap. Not original. There it is. I, I don't know. I don't think a grown person should go out... Uh, I can't believe we're talking about Halloween already. It's, it's just fucking nuts. Yeah, we're just out. first day of September. <laughs> we're first day of September. I think it'll beat the Snooky costume this year. Although the Kardashian costume, I don't see where anything says Kim Kardashian about it. It doesn't look... I mean, it has the giant ass, but that could be J-Lo. That could be anyone. The giant ass is Kardashian. She owns the giant ass. I don't know, J. There's no... Uh, there's no doubt in J-Lo's fucking ass either, though. No, it's fantastic. And she also had... They released part of her music video. Remember that her, her song Jamming Up or whatever the fuck? No, I don't have any <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> totally fucking lost on this talk. <laughs> she had a fucking single out, and it was a scrap video, and the video is just a fucking camera shot on her ass as she's crawling around. Make sure you send me Jamming Up. <laughs> Chris Johnson uh, tweeted that he wants all the fake Titans fans to shut the fuck up about his contract, saying he's not a regular person with a regular job. He's on a different timetable, and people need to. And he doesn't care if people think he's greedy. Twitter is really helping people be liked better. 
Have you ever heard one instance where people go, you know, I didn't like that guy until I saw his tweets, and now I'm really crazy about him? Really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It's fucked. But if I were a fucking professional football player... Well, it just gives the hack fucking sports guys more fucking things to find. Here's a bad tweet, and let me put it out there. They're not going to go, oh, I've looked at all his tweets, and this is what we had. Mm -hmm. Just one fucking hack finds the bad tweet... And then everybody else fucking repeats it. But it happens to everybody now. Same thing happened to Arian Foster, I think, yesterday or something, because he was he posted the picture of his MRI because his fucking knee is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And people just started losing their shit, talking shit to him about... Uh, he's, and he called all fantasy fans are terrible people. Something to that effect. He said they're all I can't, I can't fucking doubt that. I can't doubt that with our own league. <laughs> now, um, we had a vote last night. The person that I wanted to be in... In our fantasy league was uh, the guy from Survivor. I'm going to say Boston Rob. Would I be right with that? Johnny Fairplay. I meant Johnny Fairplay. All right. Are we taking Johnny Fairplay? What's the vote? The vote has come out. Eastside Dave is the winner of the vote off. In. Was it at least close? Johnny Fairplay has been asked to leave the island. He's going to take this hard. I know. He I really wanted to be. He really wanted to be part of it. We're a democratic fantasy league. There's an that I don't like about us. There's, there's an owners board, and we call the owners meeting. And Eastside Dave got the call back because you know he has somewhat of a legacy. Well, he is. He's beloved by all of us. You did his show last night. That's right. Yeah. And someone told me that this was a live podcast. He, yeah, Dave started set up on UStream. Mm -hmm. He has a UStream channel. So that's uh, where the, he'll we'll just broadcast it over Ustream at the same time as we're recording it, and he puts it up on his website, eastsidedavecountry.com. Now, does he know from what my emails tell me that his video was just a video of your back while you guys talked? Yeah, I don't know. He's I yeah I the video the change the camera around a little bit. I know. Yeah, <laughs> change the camera around a little bit. Yeah. Now, is he going to be involved this year, or is it one of those things where he just tries to get to the Giants and then goes to sleep? I think he's going to be involved this year. I think he's into it. Okay. All right. I can't go against the league. Votes are in. Maybe we could kick somebody else out. I'll just so we can get Boston Rob in. <laughs> Johnny Fairplay. Okay. We'll get them both in. <laughs> I don't care. A study claims that men, ha their biggest regrets are about business, where women feel regret more in relationships. There's a difference between business and relationships. You get fucked over in either, and you fucking spend the rest of your life going, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Pretty much. I got stabbed in the back. I'm saying that, of course, because I watched Big Brother again. I want to only watch Big Brother with a fucking psychiatrist. I can't do it by myself anymore. It's I have to crazy. have somebody to explain to me why that fucking lying Shelly is so crazy. Now, last night was the first night that I saw her go back and say, um, I made the fucking, I lied to those guys. What? But she didn't. She didn't do that until she swore on to God and on her husband and her child, and then she went back and went. Everything I said is a lie. That's fucking. Oh, it was my fucking. And you know, I don't think that you have to be religious, but at some fucking point, you have to say this is the oath. <laughs> this, I'm going to pick a point where we go. 
I'm not lying. This actually means something. As it comes this out of means my mouth. something to me. But if swearing on my parents and my child doesn't mean anything to you, th- then where does that put you? She wants that fuck- scumbag. She wants that reality money. <laughs> but, I mean, is there any point that that person could then... Be trusted if she's saying on her kid's life on a yeah. fucking reality show in front of however many people watching. No, this this woman is fucking crazy. Now, when we caught Fez in a lie, when we know he's been seeing movies mm-hmm. because he would not swear on his nieces. That's right. So that meant something to me that he wouldn't swear on his nieces. Yeah. Now I know that he's in a thing now where he doesn't even say that he's a believer, but yet you're still superstitious enough. Not to. Could you swear on something, like, let's say, could you lie to me and swear on your girlfriend's life? Fuck no. No, that, uh, I would never do that. I believe in the jinx. I believe in there's something that could come back. Of course you do, you fuck. fucking railbird. <laughs> Zito, could you lie on your parents? No, that would make me really uncomfortable. Have you ever done it before? Have you ever said, I swear on my parents? No, I don't think I have. No, no. It, but it, the the problem is, if you have something like that and you know that you can do it, or, or you know that that means something, won't you just always ask that person to swear in their parents' life and you'll immediately know if they're lying? Yes, that means that that liar has to then move on to another fucking, you know, midway. Oh, Jesus. You've already fucking fished this hole dry. Got him. That's what that eventually means. Oh, yeah. You found Because you can point. only lie to people so fucking long before you have to say, I've got to, you know... I've I've got to fucking pull up stakes. Peace out. Now, business and relationships, I do think of business as fucking relationships. Well, I mean, it has to be, right? And I think that's the thing that women don't understand about men. You know? Yeah, they feel... Yeah, they, they probably think it's something completely different. To me, being in a fucking business relationship with someone is so much stronger than being fishing buddies... Well, obviously, because your livelihood is fucking tied in. But right? see, why wouldn't women say it the same way? They just see fucking relationships completely different. They don't know what the hell's going on. I think they feel what like... What do you mean they don't know what the hell's what's going on? They don't know on. what the hell's going on they, if they don't think that. <laughs> they just live a different... They just use different language, I think. Mm. I think that it means the same thing. But you're like, I trust this person to be there for this. That's as big as you can get for a man. Oh, without a doubt. Trust and being able to depend on people? Christ. That's fucking rare in life. But isn't it so much more cutthroat? Like, people always use the excuse, like, oh, it's just business or something. Like, aren't you much more likely to fuck somebody over? Yeah, that's the same thing that we were talking about before. The kind of people who say that are the kind of people who will swear on their children. You know what I mean? The Shelleys of the world. But if if you're not fucking nickel and diamond, you know, the whole thing of this is business, it means... I don't care about our relationship. That's what that means. It's another way of saying, you personally mean nothing to me. You mean fucking nothing to me. It's only my own selfishness. That's what this is just business means. (laughs) And the fact is, we do compete in business. But, you know, there is supposed to be some amount of teamwork. I mean, everybody hates the fucking kiss ass at work who uses that instead of his... Ability, talents to skill. move up yeah that's fucking what kills you and if i said to you hey which of the bosses are real and which of the bosses are people who just use that inside shit i don't give a fuck if you're a janitor you'd be able to tell me mm-hmm. you know everybody kind of fucking knows oh yeah definitely 
It's just the people who don't get there on the merit is are I don't know, just the worst. It just kills you, and like or nepotism or whatever the fuck. It's it's just terrible. See, that's how I view you to me. You're like a nephew to me. <laughs> oh, now I'm part of the problem. If you ain't part of the solution, then you're part of the problems. That's what we say in the interrupters. That's right. Help Chicago. I wish somebody would interrupt me. I'm just say here. Let me help you out of this fucking jam. Jam it up, Kim Kardashian. I didn't ever get to see that video of her. Here it is. <laughs> it's just a it's just a taste. By the way, JJ Moore was attacking the Kardashian family last night on Lendo. Oh my god. There's just the ass right there. You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> she is good. How many hits on this? Million million one. Went up yesterday. This fucking video just dropped? Yeah. Well, then the song came out like a year ago? Like months ago, yeah. It came out months ago. No, the story is that this is like unreleased footage. She scrapped the video in the career because people hated it so much, and she didn't want this to get out, but this is the one minute long teaser of what the whole video was like. That's weird when the host of American Idol said that she was one of the best fucking new singers out there. I don't know why she would then say like it's not happening. Don't you believe in Ryan, Kim? Come on. Now, Ryan is her producer. I believe he's part of it, yeah. He has a fuck. He seems like he has his hand in fucking any sort of non-real celebrity celebrity shit. But actually, he is a real celebrity. She's, yeah, nuts. Are you in an argument with yourself over there? Is this, <laughs> is this fucking Pepper versus Chris? <laughs> My mind's finally split in fucking two. It's shattered. Another criticism about the new Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial. Maya Angelou hates it now. Everybody always hates the statue the day it comes out. Always. Every fucking time there's a new statue, the initial thing is hate. You gotta w you gotta leave it out there for a while. I like statues. I like statues of people around. I don't think there's enough. It's like too many park benches. I I, I like to have some. It seems like a yeah, fucking lost art. What if you need to fucking sit down? Well, of course it's a lost art. We had to even fucking send this one to China. Bullshit. We have sculptors around. But, dude, you're saying long start. You know, you live in a city, probably has more statues than anywhere. Yeah, there's a good amount of statues. A lot of people on horses. Yeah, I like that. That's like old school. Yeah. You'll never see a statue of a guy in a car just fucking driving by. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> That's a fucking statue. We ought to open up a statue fucking company. Yeah, like a MoMA of statues, you know? Like, if there was, like, we should be put, uh, going for, like, a Steve Jobs. And it's a statue of him on a laptop. Oh, that'd be sick. People would love it. What yeah, people? The fucking, I don't know, Apple people. <laughs> like, hey, let's go see that Steve Jobs fucking statue. It looks great. Yeah, they would just look at it online. <laughs> they don't want to fucking physically go there. So lifelike. I don't know if I've ever seen a lifelike statue. But I remember the Vietnam Memorial came out. Everyone fucking hated that from where it go. I think people initially hated the Statue of Liberty. <gasps> Buildings and statues, it takes a while for people to get comfortable with them. In the case of the towers... They had to be knocked down before people went, hey, I like those buildings. People bitched about those buildings for like 40 fucking years. Then September 12th, people went, man, I'm going to miss them. I loved them. Wow, those things were great. This sucks. And people are, I think people are already shitting all over that 9-11 memorial now statue. You, um, by the way, remember after the earthquake, Fez has had problems up here in the building you still haven't? Yeah. 
there's another person that I heard about that's going through uh, Fez's anxiety being up high here um, until finally the boss said, stop bringing it up. Holy shit. Yeah. So everyone gets one guess. If you're correct, they'll tell. Right. If you're not, that'll be the end of it. We never, You'll never find out. <laughs> I'll say Liam. No, not that. Fucking Liam doesn't care what happens. Liam could be crawling around on the outside of this building <laughs> like Spider-Man. Love to see that. Um, what do you got, Seats? I'm going to go Jenny Hutt. Oddly enough that you have to somehow be connected to have fear. And she's not. She has no fear <laughs> whatsoever. She's always all, uh, totally out of... Yeah, she's off in her own happy world. She's having a fucking treadmill put into her studio. Great. You know, that's the thing. Well, it's Wait Wednesdays yesterday. How did that show go? I think it went well. I think it got some good tips. Apparently you have to stay hydrated and uh, do a lot of cardio. <laughs> okay. That is good tips. All right. <laughs> fucking jot those down. Um... Fez, you're the last one who gets a shot. I'm going to guess Roland. No. You guys all went too close to our show. You should have thought a little bit, you know. There's a whole fucking building here. Yeah. That isn't the old 202. I don't know what we are now. 107? We are 105. Like Q105? XM 105. Um, here's uh, Tom, you're on my Fez. Morning, guys. Ron, there's a great contemporary statue, realistic, of Marilyn Monroe in Chicago. It's like 20 feet tall and it's flipping people out. It's from uh, the Seven Year Itch, where she's standing over the subway grate with her dress blowing up. See, here's what I don't like about that. That was shot in New York, just like a couple blocks from where we are now. Right. I would not, if I was in Chicago, I'd be like, well, why do I want her to have a New York statue here? <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, now, is this in, in the York. park or in the Millennium Park? No, it's like right in, uh, you know, some business district. It's in front of, uh, you know, amongst the skyscrapers. All right, let me take another look at it. It really is gigantic. What is it made out of, though? Uh, I'm not sure. but Because the, it looks it, like plastic, and I don't know whether I consider that a fucking statue. Well, the interesting thing is that the sculptor is, the, is an heir, I think, to the Johnson & Johnson uh, fortune, you know, the uh, Q-tips yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. And at some point in his, in his life, he decided he was going to be an artist, and he just does these amazing sculptures. Of course, it's painted realistically, but, you know, if it was bronze or something, maybe you'd like it better. When did this uh, come in? When, when did this get put into Chicago? Uh, just recently, like, you know, in the last six months or so. All right. I'm digging it. I'm looking at it here. Isn't it but, beautiful? Yeah, I like the fact that it's so loony. Uh, my only beef with it is that if I was a person in Chicago, i go, we need a thing of her from a Chicago movie, right. not a New York movie. So Johnson, Johnson, and Johnson, and Johnson. I mean, here's the thing. You guys get the statue, and we get the Jets. It doesn't seem fair what the Johnson and Johnson family is bringing down, but I appreciate it. Um, let's go over here to person with no name. You're on my face. This is Frank from Southampton. Hey, Frank, what's happening? Um, I just wanted to tell Pepper Hicks, there's a place in Southampton on County Road 39 that uh, they sell statues. They sell everything from men on uh, cowboys on horses to small little ones like uh, uh, dragons. And, I'm going to uh, get Hicks a birdbath is what I'm going to get them. It's a good conversation piece. I drove by the other day. They had a, a R2-D2 out. He, he, the guy's got everything. He could probably go out there and find something for his apartment. It's from big to small. I'm going big. I got all the extra space. 
There you go. Check it out, my friend. Thanks. All right. Out Southampton after the show today. Go, go antique. Why don't you just wait a couple weeks until it gets a little quieter out there? Because <laughs> the traffic is a nightmare. But if you go out there in the fall, you just zip right out. That's nice. Yeah, the place empties out, right? I mean, fucking once the summer's over, once New York says fuck you, then summer's almost gone. This is it. This weekend is like the unofficial end of summer. And then, like, you can't wear white after this, right? Is that that's the big thing? You are right. You can't wear white, not even underpants. You've oh. got to fucking go commando, like you brought up yesterday. <laughs> well, if I was you only know. if I was homeless. Uh, Hindu, you're on the run face show. Hey, morning, boys. Yeah. They uh, recently they uh, dedicated a statue to Chuck Berry. I don't know if it's in Wentzville, Missouri, or around St. Louis, but I saw pictures of it, and it is the most horrible de- depiction of Chuck Berry. Uh, it looks like some kind of satanic incarnation. All right, uh, we're going to look that up. Now, also, this is a weird thing. I didn't know that you made statues of people that were still alive. I thought that that was always... In memoriam, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be an in memoriam. Now, I'm looking at this statue here, Chuck. The fucking guitar is great. Uh, The body, okay. Mm. The face is not Chuck Berry. It looks a little closer to Michael Jackson, let's say a 1990s history. Michael Jackson. It's very distorted. This face is like goddamn fucking. It looks like silly putty. The hell is the sculptor doing? It's very tough to do a fucking sculptor. It's not an easy thing. I don't think you would walk up to that one and say that's Chuck Berry if there wasn't some sort of right. plaque there. I- All right, let's go back, take a look at it, because here's what would give it away: the guitar. Look at the way his body is. That's a Chuck Berry stance. So I might had it, but now we won't know unless somebody just brought it out in front of us and said, "Who is this?" I think because of the guitar and the stance, I might have picked it as Chuck Berry, though. And there's no plaque, so, yeah. He's just... But we won't know. Feds could be right about this. But who else would you put? A black guy, 50s hair, and that guitar. Yeah. Um, Slim slim Pickens. AX, you're in the run of Fez show. What's up, man? Did you check out the Stevie Ray when you went to South by Southwest? Fucking crouched over with his guitar, wearing his classic poncho, his flat hat, his bolero hat. Rocking it out, dude. All right, this is Stevie Ray Vaughan in Austin, which I'm very proud of the city of Austin for doing this. That's pretty badass. You know, that almost looks like the man with no name, though. Fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah. He has a poncho on. That's pretty cool, though. Um... Most statues don't look like the person, though. It's too hard to pull off. The Port Authority Jackie Gleason's pretty good. I always liked that That was one. done by fucking TV Land. <laughs> good work, I TV have a Land. problem with that. Is this a fucking <laughs> statue or a billboard? They've got a bunch of them across the country. Um, Dave, you're on running Fez. Hey, uh, that last guy talking about the J&J Air. His name is Seward Johnson. He's a sculptor. And he's got about 20 acres worth of uh, sculptures just outside a train called The Grounds for Sculpture. Real nice day trip for uh, Philly or New York. So if you're into sculptures, you might want to check it out. I, we do want to check it out. I oh. want to do a show from there one day. Road trip. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're on the Ron Fez show. Ron, yeah. check out the uh, Kirby Puckett statue at Target Field. Looks nowhere near like him. Um, I think I do remember when this one came down. And it was pretty awful. <laughs> what the fuck is this thing? He's like punches someone in the face. 
This is crazy looking. That's well, that was him throwing his fucking hand in the air. Yeah, we're winning. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that is ah. the hand looks way too big. It's like the fucking the guy in Green Lantern. <laughs> yes. And the mouth open. It's just not very flattering. Uh, Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park uh, just unveiled a Harry Callis uh, statue. Uh, people came out for it. I like it. I like it a lot. And then the thing that I couldn't believe is that they actually uh, have him leaning on a bat. That's nice. Like the, the statue in, like, you know, some like a suit. Like a suit tie. It's pretty well, good. Well, that's because that's who he was. Yeah. It's good stuff. You know, it wasn't like, oh, get dressed up. You're <laughs> going to get a statue. He used to look nice when he fucking went to work. That's good stuff. In Syracuse, they put up a, an Ernie Davis statue a couple years ago, and people freaked out because they wanted to make it uh, like how he was, but he was filled with Nike logos all over him, and they had to redo uh, it. Well, Nike paid for it, right? Yeah, I think so. So people freaked out so much, they actually redid it, but like he was holding like a current helmet and had Nike cleats on and Nike uniform, and everyone was like, what the fuck? Why not? That's fucking what he rocked. I'd be no, fine he never with it. did. Oh, really? It was, oh, he geez. was a pre-Nike guy. Oh, my God. He, he played in the 60s. And fucking Nike, you know. He's paid for it. But they, uh, they fixed it. it looks why not just that. fucking have him sitting there fucking holding an iPod? <laughs> I mean, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it was Seriously, it was a whole big thing. They had a whole ceremony. And then people were like, what the shit? Um... Here's Dan and Phil. You're in my face. Hey, I was wondering, um, have you seen the, the Larry Fine at 3rd and South? What's your opinion on plaques? I'm not a big fan of a plaque. A plaque just looks like a fucking grave marker. You can't, you can't even fucking notice it. Fuck a plaque. We despise plaques. No thanks. It's all flat and out of the way. No one's going to fucking notice it. Unless they may start making them as big as statues. That's just like a block. I've never seen one as big as a statue. I would love to. I'd love to see the world's biggest statue. Um, let's go over here to Nick. Nick, you're on my face. What's up, guys? Yeah, I was uh, wondering um, if you've seen the new statue they put in uh, Madison Square Park. I was um, at a party last night overlooking it, and the thing's like 45, 50 feet tall. It's this big white head. It's supposed to be like some kind of Greek mythology in the middle of the park that's going to be there only for a short amount of time. They're going to See, to me, that's up. not a fucking statue. That's just like an event that goes up. That's like the orange banners in Central Park. Yeah, I don't fucking believe in it. No. That's yeah, but that, I mean, that's, that's art. That's a statue. That thing is tremendous. All right, now I got to go see it. Look at the size of that fucker. It's pretty it's big. It's a giant head. It was like just floating, like when I was on now, the 30th floor, and like when you're looking down on it, it yeah. looks just like it's floating because of the contrast of like the trees and the whiteness of it. Did Al Snow make I this? like the weirdness of it. It looks like a UFO brought it in. <laughs> you know, like a UFO dropped that off. Now, there's a great statue in Washington that is like of Neptune. Now, here's the deal. Don't even look it up yet, Hicks. Let me explain it to you. It's laying kind of down. There's a face... Just coming out of the ground. Giant fucking face. Then there's hands reaching up under, the, like, further down. Like, it's not all connected. Yeah. And then a leg. So it looks like he's either drowning or, or breaking leg. back out. It's fucking freaky. 
That sounds awesome. Now you may look. Okay. Now you may look. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got into this, talking statues. Statue talk. There's a lot of statue talk today. Um, here's Seth Baltimore, you're in my face. Seth, we got you. We lost you. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run Fest show. Brian. Hey, this is Brian from Cleveland. Uh, the Cubs just put up a new statue for Ron Thano, and it is amazing. All right. Now, it's very interesting how many statues they have there in Chicago for ball, for ball players. Is Ron Santos the only one, or do they have others? Uh, they got a few. There's uh, Billy Williams and Ernie Banks are up there. They even have a Harry Carey statue. It's kind of all right around. I've seen the Harry Carey, and tons of people get their picture done with them. Who's Santo? Uh, that's a pretty nice-looking fucking statue. Yeah, I love these in motion. Perfect. Much better than that Kirby Puck craziness. Yeah, the Kirby Puck is kind of fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I know in Miami they have the Don Shula statue, and I think the um, Dan Marino one just went up, but I've never seen it. Uh, Jim, you're on Manifest. Hey, Ronnie, the worst statue has got to be the memorial for Joe Lewis in Detroit. It's just this gigantic fist. It looks like almost looks like the Black Power symbol more than anything to do with boxing. But check it out. You can find it online. All right, we're going to look for that. I kind of dig it. Just that's, a giant fucking fist. That's awesome. That's pretty fucking badass. And there at the bottom was that he will fuck you up. <laughs> Joe Lewis. Oh, look at the size of that arm. Fuck anybody up. Now, if you make a statue too small, it looks like make it looks like a cemetery. Yeah. Like fucking Crap. Yankee Stadium looks like a cemetery to me. It's not good. No, you got to go fucking bigger than life. Or at least bigger than the normal person. It's got to be gigantic. <laughs> yeah. I would want the world's biggest fucking statue. Like the Colossus or whatever. That was a fucking wonder of the world. That was a giant statue. Have you seen that big yellow bear in New York? What? It's like a huge big Oh, yeah. It's down on uh, Park. Yeah. That thing's for sale. Yeah, it's like $10 million. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember this. But it always looks like it's wet to me. Like it looks like a, some kid left this fucking thing out. You know what's really weird is I never even give that any thought. I mean, to me, it's not even like... Hey, look, or do you like it or don't like it? I don't think about it at all any more than I would some giant fucking used car lot sign. It's like a corporate art. If you know, it's corporations start to buy a lot of the art now because yeah. a lot of these lobbies even have paintings that it feels like when you walk into them, in and they'll even yeah, you're kind of in a gallery. Their their lobby's in a gallery, uh, where our lobby downstairs just says fresh hot dogs. Mm. Mm. Uh, Jerry in Philly, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie, have a good morning. Hey. I just want to get uh, Hicks's opinion on something. Okay. I uh, was down in Jamaica with my son. He's two years old. I'm 48. And uh, he scored a couple joints, and him and I smoked a joint in the hotel room. Now, am I a good dad or a bad dad? I'm, I'm feeling a little bit bad about it a week later. But what are you feeling opinion. bad about? I don't know why, Ronnie, because we drink beer together. Like, why, why do I feel bad if we smoke a joint together? You know? I always used to tell him he's little, don't don't get high, don't do drugs and shit. Didn't you tell him not to drink? No, nah, I never told him that because it was legal. It's legal when you're 21. You know, he college, he's drinking when he's in, you know, right college and high school too. You know. How was the experience itself when you smoked a joint? Did did it get weird on you? No, nah, he's cool. He's a cool kid. 
Yeah, but I mean, for you, did you get weird then, or did you wait? No, no, we're both cool, you know? Yeah. That's fine. But he's feeling guilty about it. I don't know. I'm just calling asking, uh, so, you know, I don't know. Is the father and son getting high together? You know? I never did that before. It's something new. Yeah, but I just say no matter what it is, don't do th stuff that brings you shame. I mean, you have your yeah. own fucking way, whether I agree with it or not. Now, I don't see anything wrong with it, but it does feel like you've crossed some fucking boundary of your own. That's, That's what's what fucking you too. up. Yeah, yeah cause I again. never did that before. You know, you don't go. We go to a bar or watch a Phillies game together, but you know, you, we never go out back and smoke a joint together. You know. Now, would you ever share a check? Would you ever pass a check back and forth? Uh, that's where it starts to get strange. Years, so. Yeah, yeah if true. I was single, I'd think about it. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gay. I mean, if it came up. Yeah, I'm not gay. No, that's for sure. All right. So, all right, I'll, I'll be cool about it. I'll all right, Weedhead. See you later at the commune, you fucking you hippie. Say? Fucking Harvest is coming in. All right, Jerry Garcia. You take care of yourself. <laughs> it's weird how people will find things to make themselves feel bad. Yep. All right. You fucking smoke a joint with your kid. Don't, don't do it again. He obviously has, he has, obviously has a problem with it. Or, why am I having a problem with something that is not a big deal? Yeah. He's creating problems for himself. Just because you lied to the kid when he was little. Yeah. It's your own fault for being a dirty liar. And that whole sharing a beer with your dad thing is over-fucking-rated anyway. Who wants to get tanked with their dad? I never saw the appeal of that. I don't either. Fuck that shit. Me and my dad get so fucked up together. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> don't you have friends? I mean, seriously, don't you have someone in your fucking your age group? Don't you or your dad have friends? <laughs> well, these days, all the parents want to be the kids' best friends, so now I'm sure that'll, that'll be on the increase, where kids, you know, as you're growing adult and the fucking parents get old, you're still getting fucked up with them. I don't even understand saying to kids about what they should and or shouldn't do when they grow up. I mean, I get the fact that you should tell them when they're younger what they should or shouldn't do for their thing but like wouldn't it be weird to say to like a kid make sure you never join circus soleil no matter what you do why would you fucking time. be able to sit around and tell another person what to do with their adult life because you feel entitled as a parent and you feel like you fucking control these kids. i think most now some parents demos, son yeah make sure when you grow up okay. you never cut your sandwich in a quarters we're in we're half sandwich people. You cut them in the corners, and you bring nothing but shame to us. Can't wait to get out of this house so I can eat some fucking quarter sandwiches. And I have no son. Fuck you! And repartee is over. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Nick, you're going to run a fez. Yeah, how you doing, Ronnie B? I got two for you. I got a name for... There's a bridge in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, called... The James Brown Soul Center of the Universe Bridge. Oh, yeah, and I've seen I, that before. It's a very dull little bridge, though. Yeah, it's very dull, but it's over It's over like a deep gorge. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. But it's a nondescript and, bridge. Yeah, and then the other is the Bronze Ponds in Milwaukee, Henry Winkler. See, that's another one I think is an advertisement and not a statue because TV Land put that out. Oh, Oh, yeah, that looks good, though. TV Land's got some good fucking uh, sculptors on Look staff. at the face and tell me that's a good fucking sculptor. I think I could fucking grab two fucking drunks off the Bowery and give them a thing of clay and they do a better job. I that guess. looks like the Chuck Berry one to me. That's terrifying. Well, you were always scared of happy days. You always thought Donnie Mosp was going to get you. Oh, my God. I didn't see the pants. This looks crazy. 
I don't like the fucking different colors to a fucking bronze statue. Gotta be fucking universal. Yeah. And this turquoise thing, I guess it's supposed to be jeans because he's a fucking greaser. Yeah. It looks like turquoise stretch pants. That's embarrassing. It looks it like, like a fancy robot. Those pajama jeans that are so big with the fat girls now. <laughs> oh, man. They're pajamas when you look like jeans. We got a break here. What are we uh, coming back with, Fess? Um, I had uh, some Star Wars news. Star Wars. Let me guess. Everybody likes George Lucas now? No, they do not. This is the first time you've ever done a Yahoo News story where we're supposed to be mad at George Lucas. Fuck him. The tide has changed, my friends. The tide has changed on the Ron and Fez show. There's some anti-George Lucas sentiment out there. Hey, if you want to have fun... I understand a lot of girls are trying to win this, though. I need guys involved. The girls are organizing. Head on over to 202 Friends and play for big, big prizes. Chris, what do we got? For the Pick'em Challenge, you will receive as winner a Franco Harris signed football and full metal jacket signed by Vincent D'Onofrio. And the Eliminator game? You get a Franco Harris, uh, Pat Summerall signed ball, and the Big Lebowski signed by the dude, Jeff Bridges. Now, uh, we throw this out there. We have fun with it every year. Uh, the Eliminator Challenge couldn't be any easier. And now you're, betting, you know, you're picking one game a week, yep. and that's it. That's it. The other one is basically uh, no spread, so you just sit down and pick. But here's the thing, and this is the most important thing. If you win this, you're the manly man of the Ron and Fez show. Fuck yeah. There's very little... Uh, things in life that make you feel good about your man, uh, your manly manliness. Now, if we have a manly woman live this, win this, like the, what I'm hearing yesterday, we'll never, we'll never live it down, guys. No, it'll be heartbreaking and mind destroying. This is like a fucking shot of pure testosterone into your neck. Uh, I'm gonna break quickly because I, I'm just amazed that we're doing an anti-George Lucas thing here today. Fanboys I'm going to guess, again. did he change something? Did he change something from the early days? Because we've never done that story before. I guess rape charge. Is Yoda fucking CGI again? <laughs> huh? Did he add some extra music? Now Luke is a puppet. Did he fucking take a gun out? What did he do? Did it now look like Han Solo shot in self-defense? This story has never popped up before. A black kid is Darth Vader now in the first fucking movie. It's a little black child. <laughs> No! Is Jar Jar Binks in every single one episode? He 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 replaced Chewbacca. Did they start and put Nike logos over this? The Millennium Falcon's a Pinto. Do and then I find myself for the nine hundredth time in the uncomfortable fucking place of sticking up for George Lucas. Oh Jesus! A guy who I never thought was a good filmmaker, but because you fucking. I hate to say pansies. There's another word for it, though, isn't it? Faggot. No, fanboys. Oh. But um, thanks for throwing a slur out there. Oh. If I was Fez, I'd be reacting. Uh, but because you guys get have all joined in together with your hate of George Lucas, I tend to stick up for him. Even though, I honestly, it looks to me like he shot every fucking film using his knees. Like, hey, I'm going to try to shoot a film without my hands. It's the 70s. This is going to be revolutionary. <laughs> so, something all new. 
When we get back, Ron and Frank show. The shindig. The fiesta. It's tonight, right? It better be. That ball drops. I'm going to grab a slut. I'm just going to pee in her butt. Run a Fez show. What was that feedback about? I think it might have been my headphones. I think I turned it back up too high. Has Bowie all but retired? I mean, it's never said, but he hasn't been back out since that heart attack. I think he's got one more in him. Not for a few years, though. Well, that's going to be up to him, not up to you. I'm just fucking stated, made a statement. It's been like six, seven years since he's done anything. Either album or fucking tour. The Thin White Duke. He's on extras. What did he do there? Remember he made fun of, uh, he did that song for... For uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah, it was amazing in oh, that. Really good I forgot. Song. For some reason, I thought you were talking about the TV show, <laughs> like the fucking. We, we're fighting out Hollywood gossip. Extra, extra. Mario Lopez here. David Bowie's still on touring. I br- I brought up the Jay Moores who went on uh, the Jay Leno show last night. Killed it. Jay Leno barely said fucking two words. Jay Moore dominates yet again. He dominated. Dominated. Was very, very funny. Uh, very, very strong. And gave uh, Jay a chance to kind of, uh, you know, doggy pedal for a little while. Lean back. <laughs> a lean back. A lean back. Best dance ever. It's amazing how many things that Jay Moore can do in show business. Renaissance, man. Like the Dan DeVito movie. I never saw it. Did he teach the kids uh, Shakespeare or not? Yeah, but it turns out his best student was like a criminal, so he had, so he never even graduated. Oh, sad. Sad in the end. As long as he graduated in his mind, that's all you really need. Once he was done with his bed, I'm sure he you know went straight back to class. Okay. <laughs> Good. I thought Renaissance Man had to do with the army. Yeah, there were kids like... Remedial kids trying because they were gonna get kicked out of the army. They had to like get their scores up or something. And Marky Mark was in that young Marky Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. Priantarash. You know what? I'm stalling for time here. Fez Watley's coming at us with a whole new angle, laying down some George Lucas stuff. What did George do to you this time, Fezzy? Well, in the Blu-ray editions of Star Wars that's coming out, um, he took Darth Vader's crazy no scream from Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Nerds. And has now put it in Return of the Jedi. where The scene where the Emperor is trying to kill Luke with the lightning bolts. Now when Darth Vader grabs the Emperor to dispose of him, the no comes back out again. 
So now I think George Lucas knows what pisses off people, and I think he's so frustrated with Star Wars fans criticizing him that he's Why? doing it on purpose now. I don't think he cares. I think he just keeps ma making different things of the same stuff, and then people go out and buy it. He likes to make it rain, so he wants to get fuck as many goddamn copies as possible out there. And we talk about this constantly. He's not on the message boards. He doesn't go to Comic-Con. He doesn't fucking know or care what people think. It's his model train. He's chillaxed on the Skywalker Ranch. And the re reason why he doesn't know... Let me tell you this. He knows enough not to go around making new non-Star Wars movies because people won't show up. If he makes non-Star Wars things, people don't go to it. So he doesn't do that. He keeps making new Star Wars stuff. And then the the people buy it. These guys have some more traction out of that fucking Howard the Duck. Yeah, you don't see him going back and tinkering with that. I mean, with the CGI, it'd probably be, be even better now. Anyway, thanks for reading that to us. I was thinking about this where... Uh those fluff pieces that the local news stories, uh, local news channels do at the end of every broadcast. The feel-good thing, like, hey, we've made you look at car crashes and all this stuff for an hour. Now we're going to show you something warm and sweet and make you feel better as you go off to bed. Right. The, the, the stories where they just can't go wrong with it at the end. I think probably the most popular one is the puppy or kitten that is stuck somewhere. Some sort of animal. That's like, oh, this it got stuck in a construction site. And has been rescued. You may be right about that. I think that is probably the biggest one. Where it makes me wonder if puppies are being stuck places on purpose. Well, what about the one that they always show that a woman had a snake in her vagina and she didn't know about it? There was a very large snake living in her vagina. I don't recall that one. I was doing a joke. I didn't want to just actually get out there and tell the truth but i don't know if most people watch the local news anymore outside of sports and weather there's no reason to nope i haven't fucking watched local news in years there's no point it's almost going the way of the old newspaper or wagon wheel uh david you're on the run of fez show hey what's going on guys hey can we get a statue of fez in the studio Please. Sometimes Fez yeah. looks like a statue in the studio. I want him just with his eyes open when he was happy. Just have him there with a smiling face. Happy Fez. Are you having a happy day today, Fez? Uh, 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 kind of a rough one. Just some nerves there. Well, you got your Fez hat back. Yes, I, I'm not leaving it in the office overnight anymore. Oh, really? You don't trust the office? No, now I take it with me back and forth. I'm going to start and take my fez hat back and forth. Now, who do you feel like you're protecting it from? Um, uh, Mark Zito, for one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just say I still feel it was too conveniently found the other day. And I feel like right now there's a big bullseye on it. When I said the other day how upset I was that I couldn't find it, that it was missing, now I think it's like open season on this on this hat. 
So your way of dealing with that is to carry it back and forth rather than tell Zito, never touch this fucking hat. Or, as a matter of fact, it's your job to protect this hat. Anything happens to this hat, I break your fucking thumbs. Zito, do you think it would be possible, even knowing the security is going on, for you to get the hat again? No. No, definitely not. There's cameras everywhere. I don't understand why he won't just leave it in the office where it was safe the first time. Here's my assignment for you. Okay. Within the month of September, you have to physically hand me that hat and say, look, I was able to get it. That won't be a problem. Oh, you'll never get near it. Sounds like a challenge. Yeah, it is a challenge. Exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. Well, I, mean, you know, I just wanted to say what it was. behind anything. In case anyone I, couldn't figure it out. No, it was fucking right there. It was actually a fucking challenge. Month of September, you have to hand me the hat and say, I told you I could do it. Hicks, do you think he's going to be able to pull it off? I think he has a damn good chance of pulling this thing off. Mm. Oh, she's 14 style. All right. Yeah, it is like an Ocean's 14. And that means you might even have to get into Fez's house to do it while he sleeps. Uh, Rich, you're around Fez. Yeah, I'm uh, just uh, thinking, you know, if, if Fez gets a statue in the lobby, we need one of you and Pepper with him because, like, see, Fez is he's not a standalone statue. And you wonder why Fez fears the listeners. Why every single time I go to the phones is a bad moment for Fez. Because you people are without kindness. Yes, at one point he said something about a blueberry. He said it wasn't a standalone fruit. Maybe, uh, you know, the song was a hit, but Fez is still a person. I miss Nonami so much, I would like to hear the song one more time. And I'm now also starting to call uh, Nonami the cigar kid. Let's hear it. Let me take you now, cause I'm going to blueberry fields. What the fuck's the big deal? I'm getting pretty hung about it. Blueberries can't stand alone. The blueberries not a standalone. Thank you. 
blueberry is one that can't work on its own. It has to have something with it, like the kiwi. It's uh, not a, a standalone stand fruit. Fez Watley will not lose his hat. A little piece of business for him to go to on a daily basis. Uncle Glenn, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Whoops. Trying you one more time, buddy. Go ahead, Glenn. Hey, buddies. Um, I'm about to bail on your show because a certain team has a uh, 1230 start today. Um, 40 games above 500 uh, on September 1st. It is, you know, I mean, obviously, you can't call it a, a great season without the end of it, but it's a phenomenal team, and I wish them nothing but good things. Not for myself, not because I'm just sitting around acting like, hey, I'm somehow connected. No, that's this is just a really terrific team. Uh, it would be great to see them win the series this year. Playing 650 baseball. I'm not going to go into the drinks arena right now. You, you don't believe in any kind of good luck, but you do believe in bad luck. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, the, the weird thing is, here's the Braves... 593, almost a 600 ball club, uh, and finding themselves seven and a half games back. Jesus. I mean, that rotation's just ridiculous. The Mets are 22 fucking games back, <laughs> and in third place. Surprised we've been third. I didn't know that you said we. I thought you were a Yankees guy. I am a Yankees guy. Didn't you say the way when you just said the Mets? I'm sorry. I said I'm surprised they're even in third. Oh. What you guys do your sports show on last night? Talked about the U.S. Open. Really? Football. I can't follow fucking tennis anymore. Well, there's no Americans left. It's all no. There isn't crazy Russians. Oh, and, and Swedes. And you know, all. if you were fucking young, you wouldn't believe that tennis used to be pretty big in this country. I remember I used to watch it on HBO when Wimbledon was on HBO, and that was the fucking big thing. Who were the Who were the guys when you were a kid? Sampras was still there, and um, Ag Sampras and Agassi were the fucking were the thing. That was like the end of the American reign. Yeah, um, and those guys were gigantic. Before that, McEnroe and Connors, right? They were the seventies, Rip Moore, McEnroe. McEnroe and Connors is where it really exploded. Bjorn Borg. Yeah. Um, but then Sampras, you know, had a lot of fame with it. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Go ahead, darling. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I wanted to ask Fez if he ever paid out that uh, reward about that Andy Griffin statue. Did they ever find out who did that? The vandalism, you know, they vandalized. Did you get your money back or whatever? I know you gave money. No, they still have my check, and that crime has not been solved. But oh. w weren't they supposed to send it back to you at a certain point, or they just don't cash it? I think they just, uh, yeah, they just don't cash it after a year's time. Oh, that's a shame. Um, I why? Every, you know, it got painted a long time ago. So yeah, no, like who cares February anymore? February of last year or something. Yeah. Some crankheads. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth, are you getting along with nice with everybody? I love who Ron loves. I joined your football uh, fantasy league. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 
So, so you I, really don't you don't battle with anyone anymore. I try not to. I mean, I had a little scrap a couple of weeks ago, but with who? Um, somebody who called the show, and I made a comment, and uh, you know, I made a comment about their call, and was it anybody that I know? Um, probably it was Abby. Oh yeah, Abby. but I'm trying very hard. Yeah, to be to be good. And you're even being nice with Jennifer Hutt. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, um I I posted on Twitter that in lieu of a prize, if I could just get refollowed by uh two or two friends, I would. Uh, you really do deserve it. I do deserve it. You I do deserve it to Don Stugatz or something. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. Tomorrow we'll make a decision on that, Elizabeth. I'm going to go over it with the board tonight. Okay. But yes, you have shown remarkable, remarkable uh, internet um, sweetness. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later, Liz. Thanks, honey. Bye. Bye. She is the queen. She rehabbed her image. She has. She's turned it around. She's fucking Mike Victor's shit. Mike Victor. No more dog fighting for me. Everything's cool on Twitter. The only thing I would do is have puppies fight. That's the most I would do. They won't even remember it. They'll be so young. I mean, their eyes aren't even open at that point. What are they waiting for with opening their eyes? I think they got, like, dog amniotic fluid stuck in there or something. Dog if they open center. their eyes too soon, will something horrible happen? Like, they go blind? Like, the light is just so intense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I thought that they weren't quite done. They just weren't done fucking cooking. And stay in that uterus then, dude. Come on. What the fuck? Why are they popping Look out? at the kangaroo. The kangaroo will crawl out into that pouch when it's like a fetus at best. Marsupials are the worst fucking mammals with those goddamn fucking goo pouch. I did not know that you went out of your way to, to rate mammals. This is a fucking new thing for you, Chris. Of all the bland air breathers, fuck them. Okay. Who's at the top of your mammal fucking list? Humans. Come on. Fuck yeah. We fucking needed that, dude. Things have been going so rough for us <laughs> that if we would have finished second on this list, it would have fucking blown. Oh, no, we're still way up there. I, what is even the things that you can be in the world? You're a mammal. What else? A fish. You're, you're an aquatic animal. You're a fish. Well, an aquatic animal and a fish are two different things. Oh. Because a fucking seal would be a mammal, right? Oh, yeah, it breeds. I guess a dolphin's a mammal, right? Yes. That's not what we're even discussing. Dolphins now. are second. You would pick a dolphin... Seriously, over a giraffe? So you went off land immediately after humans. That's all around you here. You were right about that, Fez. Or you went right to that. And there's lizards. Yeah, you can be a reptile. Um, or an insect. Mr. Butch, you're on a Fez. Hey, what's up? Uh, hey, Fez, I know what you're talking about, the missed animal stories. I mean, the gerbils ones always crack me up. Usually with those stories, they end up being found. But I think they're mostly urban mist. Urban mist? Isn't that steam? Like sewer pipe steam? A myth. A myth. Steampunk. Uh, Cher is coming to the defense of Chaz Bono. 
Jeez, that's odd. Her own child? For all that bashing that Chaz is getting on the ABC message boards about being on Dancing with the Stars. Again, what... Cher, what are you doing reading the ABC message boards? She must have a lot of time in her hands. Record a new album. If you want, I'll get Queen Elizabeth over there. Fucking cleaning up those boards. So Cher's point of view is that America is going to fall in love with Chaz during we, Dancing with the Stars. We already have. Why do you need to fall in love with Chaz? Why can't Chaz just go off and live his life? Why, you know, as soon as you're doing this weird move, do you then have to just go around and do reality shows? Now, you know, remember when we first brought up Chaz? I go, I had no fucking problem with the cross-dressing, but the, you know, doing an operation on yourself was just weird for me. That's one of the crazier things that we've developed as a society. And adding the hormones and blah, blah, blah. It just seems like you're fucking with yourself in a way that you can't get back up. But did you see Dateline last night? No. They did it on little kids that were... I don't want to make the wrong words. I guess it's transgender. But I mean kids that decide by the time that they're two, three years old that I'm a girl. And this little boy just wanted to be a girl. And by the time he was 10, he was dressing as a girl. And his parents were supporting him. And his sister was. And it was a tough story to watch. I fell for all of them. That's pretty... I mean, as a, as a kid was two years old, he said? I, two when he decided, yeah. I'm a girl. I'm what? not a boy, I'm a girl. I don't know if a two-year-old has the capacity to make that decision at that point. Uh, well, you now you sound like the grandparents. <laughs> Both grandfathers. But here's an odd thing. Both grandfathers are going... Basically taking your thing of, this kid is too young for this... It might be something he grows out of. I'm uncomfortable that the parents are supporting him with this weirdness. And I don't want him to start getting hormone treatments because they wanted to do hormone treatments right away. Jesus. They don't want him to go through male puberty. They want to keep the dick as small as possible. Oh, my God. Um, I'm with the grandparents then, definitely. But... I thought what was nice is even though this kid showed up dressed as a girl, makeup and all, grandparents were still hugging, the extended family was still like, hey, how you doing? I mean, it was as uncomfortable as when you had to beat your extended family, (laughs) don't get me wrong, Uh but we do live in a much more progressive society, there's no doubt about that. There was nobody screaming about it, just quietly having a different opinion. And I do think that there's some validity into the other opinion. I don't know if I like giving kids hormone drugs. Um, not that I didn't, you know, wasn't compelled to whatever you can do to support this family that's obviously in a weird place. Martin, you're on my face. Dude, I'm not even kidding you. I was watching that with my wife last night. I have an eight-year-old son. And you know what? It's like... Yeah, you know, he's played with dolls and everything like that. Right. But I never went and said, oh, hey, you, you know, you're, you must be want to be a girl because you're playing with dolls, you know? I mean, even my wife, like, she'll, 
she was like, we were just so disgusted with it last night that the parents were even supporting this little kid at that young of an age. So we were just like, you know what? Finally, I'm just like, I'm going to turn it off because I'm not even, I'm not even going to give this station credit for my viewership. I mean, it was ridiculous. Well, let's go back to this as a dad. If you had that kid that came to you and said, I'm really a girl. I have a penis, but I'm a girl. Uh, it would be tough not to go, what can I do to make sure my kid feels okay about oh, himself? Absolutely. You know, I'm 100% supportive of the fact. But, you know, at that young of an age, I really think that, you know, your body goes through a lot of changes, going through puberty, you know. Uh, and, 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 and I mean, I think it's 100% normal where you're kind of at that young, awkward stage in your life. But at two or four or like that little boy, I think, what was he, six? And, and they were just like, yeah, okay, well, you're, you're going to be uh, a girl. And, 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 then, and then did you see him? He was dressed up like a little girl, and he was coming down the stairs, and he was just as awkward as an elephant. And, I mean, No, I get that, but so that. are a lot of little girls at that age, too. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the whole thing about being a kid is really not fucking easy. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, I, I get what you're saying in the fact of, you don't know whether the kid is going to grow out of this. That's the thing that is weird about how quickly do you start saying, all right, this is who you are. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people who out there who got mohawks or thought that they were punk. I mean, I certainly don't want to fucking go back to almost any choices I made in my early years in terms of what I liked and don't like. Exactly. You know, I mean, think about where you were at 15 and how, how you progressed even in your own mental, you know, your thought process by the time you were 20. Right. Think about when you were 20 and how your thought processes changed by the time you were 25. And if you look back on how drastic of a change is you made just five years and to sit there and go, okay, well, what you're going to be at two is definitely what you're going to be at when you're 15 years old. And to support them in the fact that saying, okay, here you go. Put on makeup, and here you go. Put on this dress. All right, so let's go on the other side of this, Martin. You're the dad. You end up in this. And I'm going to guess that this is really not, I mean, even far from being uncommon. I mean, this is something that rarely happens. But in that family, what would you have done if that was your kid? I would have said, you know what? I said, I would have said something to line up. You know, probably laughed it off. Laughed it off. I would, I would but if he wanted to wear a dress to school, no? If he wanted to wear makeup outside, no? No, I would have said, you know what? Uh, if you want to wear a dress, you can wear a dress all you want. And you know what? I probably would have went along with the kids making fun of them, too. And said, see, no, don't you feel like you're, you know, ashamed of yourself? You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't... It's just not a normative thought process, I don't think, even for a two-year... So that has to stem from somewhere. That has to stem from somewhere. You can't just go, oh, okay, yeah, this is how it is, and, 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 and it's normal. And, you know, I think it's something that, you know, maybe he was playing with a drop doll, or, you know, like every kid likes to play dress up and say, hey, you right. know, I want to dress up, and then maybe put on, you know, maybe something he sees his mom wearing or something like that. But then they'd go 100% with it and go, you know what, you're absolutely right. I, I'm going to support you in wearing a, a, a dress today, and, you, you know, and, and, and it's kind of like a costume. Who doesn't like to wear a costume? Right. But you, you don't sit there and stand back and support it and say, okay, now, Billy, look at you. You're going to be a girl. 
I, you know, you you tapped out before me. I tapped out before they got to operations. But I wouldn't watch it if it was a knee operation. I was like, okay, I could sit and watch this social discussion about it. But anything beyond that is just more than I, than I can deal with. But it's very, very interesting because if you listen to Martin, his conservative point of view is so far over to the left of where it would have been 20 years ago, 25 years ago. He's not saying he would disown the kid or force the kid into something else. He's just saying he wouldn't go as far as these um, uh, parents. All right, thanks, Martin. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, Rudy. Rudy in Arizona. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, I got a little girl, she's a, she started kindergarten this year, and she's a tomboy, she, she likes to play video games and guns and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Um, her, she, does, she asked her teacher if she can go to the boys' bathroom instead of the girls' bathroom, and the teacher was telling me that, that they're allowing this, and I kind of have a, I kind of have a problem with this because, you know... It's one thing to be a tomboy, it's another thing to just be, like you're saying, it's encouraging them to do something that, at that age, they just don't really understand. So, she really thinks she's a boy, Rudy? Yeah, she, uh, she, yeah, she combs her hair like a boy, she doesn't wear any dresses or anything like that, you take her to a store and, uh, and she'll get really pissed off if you buy her anything that's got, like, color pink or anything on it. So how do you deal with it? Uh, is it weird for you, or you're cool with it? Um, I'm cool with it because I got two older daughters that are that are totally girls. Yeah. But she's the one that just she's a she's a baby. She's the one that just decides that that's that's her way of going. Yeah. How are her sisters relating to her? Um, it's kind of weird. Where everybody just kind of like sees it there. But at that, like I said, at that age, it's not like it's not like she's attracted to girls. No, I agree. But you know, I had a little girl that lived across the street from me that played every sport with the boys up until we probably got into middle school, and then she started joining uh, girl sports. And dominating them. Uh, I mean, no matter what sport she played, by the time she got away around the playing with organized girls sports, she dominated. And I'm not saying she was the best in the neighborhood, but was normally picked about second or third. And she was just really judged on her athletic ability and the pickup games. It wasn't uh, a big thing to anybody. Um, so I don't think that there's anything new about it. Nor do I think that we were confused thinking this was fucking across gender. We just thought that she could play, you know, sports. Tear it up. Um, and that's obviously where she was at her most comfortable was hanging out with the guys. Uh, and then later there was a girl's sports programs that she went into. And, you know, like I said, she did very, very well with it. Uh, and I imagine... You know, today she's probably coaching somewhere or something. I mean, she was that dedicated to sports. So I, I don't think that there's anything overly new, but we didn't think that it was a gender thing. We had the word tomboy, which was a comfortable word. It's, it was, I think, almost easier for the tomboy girls to fit in 
with boys than it would be for what we call in our neighborhood the sissies. You know, the sissies got teased. I don't remember tomboys being teased. Uh, Kate, you're a manifest. Hey, guys. Um, I'm calling about the, the guy that um, called earlier, and he was saying that the seed was kind of planted in the boy's head to dress like a girl. And I don't necessarily think a seed is playing. I think our society kind of creates these norms that pink is girl, boy is blue, and that when he wanted to wear those things, his parents probably said, well, those are, those are clothing, that's clothing for girls. You know, why do you want to wear that? And that's probably where you started identifying, that's what I want to be. And not necessarily someone saying, you're dressing like a girl because you want to be like a girl. So you're saying that our own kind of weirdness said, make a choice, pick something. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, because we follow these, these kind of guidelines, you know, I mean, if you wear pink, it's because you're a girl. Boys that wear pink kind of stand out, um, you know, even in, like, adults, you know, you kind of see someone wear pink and you kind of get caught off guard because our society kind of sets those standards. And see, I think for the little boy, he, you know, he had, you know, he liked that stuff and his parents probably wanted to know why. Why is he always going to that? And he started to identify, well, this is what I feel comfortable in, and this is what I want to be. I want to be a girl, rather than someone saying, you want to be a girl because you wear pink. It's an interesting point. It's it's actually it's an interesting point that you're making. Now, did you watch the show last night? Did I did. Mm -hmm. Now, I had no doubt that that kid really wanted to live as a girl, though, and seemed no, mm -hmm. confident yeah. with it. Yeah, absolutely. He seemed the happiest that he was as Jackie rather than yeah. Jack. Yeah. And uh, he made friends. He had a more of a social life. I mean, he identified more with that that role. Now, would you have been okay with it if this was your kid? Absolutely. I mean, I think it'd be like one of the hardest you know, things to go through, because you, you I'm going to talk with my husband, you know, what happens later in life when maybe that isn't what they really want, and you've, you've done these, you know, hormone changes, possible surgeries. I have problems with that, too. I don't yeah. see, I don't see why just not, you know, cross-dressing or being the the different kind of kid isn't enough. I get a little yeah. weird, but I'm also weird with ADD drugs for kids, you know? Right, absolutely. I, I, I just don't know if you need to start putting kids on drugs at a very early age. All right, thanks mm -hmm. for calling. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. We had someone in my family that took hormone shots, but it was like a growth thing. And I was like so nervous about that. Where it was like, hopefully this will add like a couple of inches of height to this person. It's, ver it's very rough on uh, boys when they want to get taller and stuff like that. I mean, it's... That's another one of those decisions. Like you're like, you don't know whether it's good or bad. But at the same time, when a kid finds himself, you know, if you get a kid who's like, you know, not even coming close to the mid five foot range, you're like, you know, we give him a little shot there. Uh, Mike, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I um I went to high school with Sue Bird and uh, yeah. I. I played a one-on-one -on -one game of basketball with her one time. She crushed me. Yeah. Well, those kids, I mean, those kids are um, now what they've done with college basketball. When you watch those sports, it's it barely comes across as to what we used to consider girls' sports. I mean, girls' basketball in college right now is phenomenally big sport. It's intense. Um, and a lot of fun to uh, watch. Um, 
Here's Kirk in Arkansas. You're on Fez. Yeah, Ron, I just wanted to make a comment on, if any, I tapped out too on the surgeries. I'm not big on watching surgeries on TV, but if you saw the mother of the, the black child that uh, wrote the book, I mean, she was, she was a transvestite looking woman, very manly type woman. I was just wondering if anybody else picked up on that. Um, yeah, I wasn't even focusing on that as much as I was the Jackie story. Um, the little, the yeah. little, you know, the little kid who had age two. Decided it was completely different. Um, Don, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, if you real quick point, brother. I think as a parent, the thing I would think of is looking down the road, the rough road that lies ahead for your kids to go down this path as far as, like, school and dating and marriage and kids. If you know it's years and years of, of misery, possible misery for them, you might want to try to spare them. Can you spare anybody anything, though? In the same way as if you had a kid who wanted to be a circus performer, right? You'd be like, dude, you're going to be living on the road. You're not going to be making a lot of money. It's going to be another. You could stop them from following their life's path. I mean, you wouldn't want to do that, right? If you had a kid who said, I wanted to be a trapeze artist, even though you couldn't see a big future in it, you would be kind of a rotten parent if you stopped them from doing that. Agreed? I agree. As long as everything's informed and you have all the cards out there with your son or daughter, then that's one thing. But if you don't even attempt to steer them in the other direction, I think you're doing... But, uh, but what is the direction that you're steering them to? Back to the to the pack? No, just making sure they're totally informed of what lies ahead. Then if you do that and they continue to go, at least you can say, hey, I tried. I get that, I but you know... You also have to remember, both these parents were lawyers, so they're both researching stuff on the Internet. Both the parents seem like um, they would have rathered that the kid didn't make the move, but the second that he did, they support it completely. It was, it was a very, very interesting story. And one of the few things on TV that I did not think was done just for shock purposes. Susan, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I was just calling to talk about Eddie Izzard, who's a comedian and a cross-dresser. And he's a straight man. Uh, he has a girlfriend, and he likes being a man. He just likes wearing women's clothing. And I didn't see this special, but it's kind of scary that they just thought because he likes to wear women's clothing that he wants to be a woman. Well, uh, it's a very, very good point, and Eddie is just a person who likes wearing women's clothing. Now, I did an, an unmasked with, uh, with Eddie. Yep. Uh, we did an hour, and he is such a complex, interesting person that within that hour, it never even came up between us. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, because he's so comfortable. Yep in his role, that to go into, for the 90th time, making him talk about, hey, sometimes you wear dress... I mean, it's, it's it would almost be like, you know, talking about sneakers with, with, with fucking Robert Duval when he came in. It just never even occurred to me that that was a place to go. I guess if he would have chose to, you know, wear the dress that day, it might have come up. Right. But But I think it... I think the great thing about Eddie is because he accepts himself, he has zero discomfort with his audience. You know? No. Nobody can fucking say anything to fucking make him feel bad about himself because he's made his own decision. 
Yeah, and since he's a child, he, he talks about it since he was a kid. Obviously, he had problems when he was younger, but he is 100% comfortable in it. But I also think that if his parents chose to, to change him, you know, his sexual, his sexual being that young, he wouldn't be as confident as he was because he's confident being a man. And no. he is a man. He wants to be a man. And I just think, first of all, to, to sexualize someone at two, number one is, I didn't see this special, but number one is a little scary. And then also to take that option away you know, maybe he just wants to be a cross-dressing man. And it's just, it's scary and unfortunate, I think. It really is an interesting thing. Now, but would you say that most transvestites, uh, well, it doesn't matter whether he's a gay or not because there's a big difference between transvestite and transgender. That's exactly right. Eddie always says uh, most trans most transvestites are straight. Um, That's what he says. Well, particularly in England. I know that the men in England end up in dresses quite a bit. Right. Uh, Canada right after them. They just get the biggest kick out of, I'm going to put a dress on. All right, thanks, All right. Susan. All uh, right, bye. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Ron. You're on the Ron Fez Show. Yeah. Hey, uh, Fezzy, what do you think about this? Well, um, you've stayed pretty quiet about this, Fez. I'm very surprised. Well, I like the fact that the parents are listening to the, what the kid is saying. And they, it seems like they've paid attention since he was two years old. But like I, like I just said, shots and surgeries scare the hell out of me because I just don't know what side effect that could have down the road. They looked into it. I'll, I'll just tell you what they said. Uh-huh. Uh, and the person who was on the side of this was saying that this stuff could be undone years from now, that you, it, it would not be permanent which is just the information that you have in front of you now. But if you're saying you wouldn't support the kid for getting shots, you wouldn't for, uh, for support the hormone stuff. I, I would be so nervous about that. If the kid was so... No, I would, if, I would support the shots. I would be scared to death to do it, but I would do the shots. See, that is great, because when I was a kid, there was so many pills and shots that I loved doing, and my parents would not support me in it. And I felt like... Terrible. I was born this way. I was born to eat quaaludes. I was born to enjoy morphine. But my parents would not support me. Well, they would financially support me. But they wouldn't emotionally support me. You're a little monster, huh? I guess I was. The claws were up. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. Uh, big show. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's happening, everyone? Um, uh, just a quick comment about this. Um, I personally don't, like, I, I was brought up by my parents. Always just be who you are. You are who you are. That's how it's going to be. I understand that. And that two years old, that's a bit young to just be like, oh, yeah, he's going to be who he's going to be. Because just like everybody else has pointed out, it takes years to really develop and get to that mental status to really judge what you're going to be. And having those shots and whatnot at such a young age is just, it seems like it's beyond fucked up because no. like, it doesn't make sense. But at the same time, like, 
I don't know how this was going on because I didn't watch it on TV, but, like, is this type of lady, like, if a kid was sacrificing little animals at that age, would she be like, oh, you're just so cute. Keep on doing what you're doing. No, you you are completely right, and there's a lot of people who would be embarrassed to go back and look at their album collections and seeing that they have new kids on the block in there and that for some reason they thought maybe Alanis Morissette was a fucking genius. At, at one age. Uh, Tim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, for X million bucks. Ronnie, I, I was with you. It seems like you've kind of changed sides. I don't know if it's just for the purpose of debate or not, but uh, whenever the, the sex change with Chaz come up, you were uh, against the thing. As a parent, you can't just support your child. If, what if your child says, I want to be a dolphin? Do you throw him in the water and... Well, first of all, it's a lot different with Chaz. Chaz was an adult, and I, I, I just think that the cross-dressing is all... I'd be careful with any kind of mutilation, though. That's the point that I don't think that you have to make in the point of Chaz. But I will put it out there, and I think I before, is, you know, I'm also for free choice. Now, this little kid, I don't know whether the choices you're going to make at 10, 11 years old, are going to be the same choices that you would make at 21 years old. Um, I don't agree with Born This Way. I think that there's a lot of choices to make. A lot of fucking choices to make. But people are afraid to take that responsibility for their choices. They want to feel like they're it's genetics. They want to feel like it's God. Whatever they can say, rather than I made a choice of something. This way they they don't have to be wrong. It's always somebody else's um, um, fault. Uh, Travis in Kentucky, you're on Runa Fez. Come on, boys. My daughter at two years old used to take her diaper off and play in her own shit. Should I just let her keep doing it because that's what she wanted to do? She's going to be a, don- uh, a dookie girl. There's no fucking ways around it. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866 866- Ron Zero Fez. Here's Chris in PA. You're in Fez. Hey, guys. I didn't see this special, but um, what would happen if, like, most three-year-olds, this fucking kid wouldn't want to marry its mom or dad? Would the parents get a divorce and let the kid do it? Well, the father actually brought this up. He said when he was two or three years old, he knew he was a boy. Uh, I know that I was a boy. Uh, I didn't have any kind of um, thought decision behind that. So it would have been weird for me to say, oh, I'm something else. Now, I also had girl cousins, and uh, I probably played some games with them that were somewhat girly games because we played every fucking game there was to play. But I don't ever remember anyone saying to me, I don't know, don't fucking play make-believe unicorns or whatever the fuck you do when you're a little kid. I, I don't know what kind of weird shit that you're doing when you're a kid. But I'm sure there there must have been times when there was fucking dragons and princesses and all that kind of shit. I'd have come up. Yeah. We played together constantly. But I don't remember anyone bringing it up to me. Now, my father and my brother would be on me if they saw anything effeminate, though. Like any kind of sensitivity. They would bust balls on. Immediately, just crush. God forbid they should see even the smallest fucking tear. <laughs> um, 
Here's Liz in Chicago. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I got two things to say about this little the little boy case. Um, one, I mean, you're not even really allowed to get a tattoo, which is a permanent change on your body until, what, you're 18, or I think yeah. they might have been changed it to 21. And I know that parents have gotten in trouble for tattooing their children underage. So that's one. And two, I've studied psychology for a number of years. When you want to become transgendered when you're older and you're making those decisions, you have to go through a series of psychological evaluations, and you have to live as the other sex for a minimum of one year living completely as that other sex before they'll even consider doing surgery on you. Who makes the decision on this? The hospital? The government? Who? Um, well, I guess you work in tandem. The psychiatrist and then your doctor with the psychological recommendation. They say, okay, yeah, we feel that this person really, really wants this permanent change and we think it's okay. But it's not something you could just go in and be like, yo, hack it off. Well, they weren't hacking anything off. They were talking about the hormone treatment that would delay puberty. When we see so many things with genetically modified foods changing our children as it is, mm -hmm. so we're going to start giving more hormones and things to small children who really, I mean, you're not even really aware of who you are until you start to become a teenager, and I swear I didn't really know who I was then. I'm 30. I don't know who I am now. I'm always changing. No, I will... Uh agree with that part of it that the and that also takes me back why i don't believe in born this way i just think you you couldn't limit yourself more than right. if you act like there was some predestined path i oh, almost find that embarrassing now you gotta just go with the flow and you know you change and the world changes and you all change together that's what makes life great but at the same time, would you let this little child dress as a girl if that's where he felt most comfortable? I, yeah, I'd let him explore it. I think probably for sure around the house. I don't know about going outside. Bullying can be terrible even if you're just an effeminate boy, let alone a boy dressed like a girl. Let me tell you, I mean, bullying is fucking terrible no matter what happens. If you get the wrong color converse, there's fucking animals on you in a heartbeat. And just because you think to yourself... Hey, I'm going to wear some white Converse. That means you have to hear end shoes wherever you go? Jesus. Good. Give me the black ones then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. Those Converse were born that way. Rachel, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. Um, I was just calling. I did not see the special either about the gender identity, but I have a five-year-old little girl who is obsessed with superheroes. And this year when we were school shopping, she insisted on getting boy underwear because I can't find a pair of girls underwear that has Spider-Man on it. Um, you know, every day she gets on the bus and the little boy says, you have a boy T-shirt on because it's superheroes. Um, I'm just letting her do her thing, you mm -hmm. know. I don't know. And I think what the lady just said, kids go through so many changes through your whole life. I'm 35. Um, you know, I hope I'm not the same I am today in 10 years. Um I think you just have to go with the flow with kids and just encourage them along the way. I don't know what that guy was saying about steering them on a different path. I think their path is their path, and you're there to just kind of support them along the way. Um, at best. I don't know. At best, you're there just to support them a little bit. I mean, quite frankly, you, you know, uh, you're going to give a bad advice sometimes no matter how well you're trying.
dig it exactly but they've got to learn that too that you know there are times when things aren't going to work out the best and then you have to teach them how to problem solve and move forward from there like you can't always paint a pretty picture for your kids you have to teach them how to resolve things and go through things that are tough too along the way so isn't it the saddest thing though that you have this little little kid that's five that's just so great in whatever unique way and then you got to put them on that school bus and just start and watch the world fuck with it a little bit you know it, it is but her nickname is tutor and i'm sure you can figure out why she just freaking lets it rip all day long she's so tough and she's so um she's so independent and so unique that you know she's like this is my spider-man shirt you know she doesn't really give a shit what Good. what the kids say to her so I'm enjoying watching her, you know, live out her superhero fantasy. <laughs> All right, Rachel. Thanks so much for calling us. Cool. See, have that's a good another day, thing to it. You know, what is going to screw up like this kid on TV last? Uh, if he goes without, if his she, yeah, if she. That's the second time you've done that now. This Jack is now Jackie. If Jackie's parents say, no, you can't go out in public like that, and Jackie just keeps getting more and more depressed, or if Jackie goes out as the she that she is and gets teased that way, too, it's constantly having to figure out well, the what's less damaging. The suicide level is very high in these kids, is what the therapist said. Um, because you're... Really right that no matter what direction you go, there's going to be unhappiness. Now, I've always said this to people who didn't fucking didn't grow up in an urban area. Do not fuck with that tranny because that tranny will whip your ass and they will claw your faces off. And I've seen it. I've seen trannies fucking throw down with fucking sailors. You know, just fuck, fuck you and start going at it. Because they have to fight every day of their life. Just to fucking dress the way they want to dress and fucking stand on the corner. and Be sassy. They gotta fucking be ready to throw down. They throw down with each other. They're pretty violent. It's like Gladiator, kind of. They're fucking pulling each other's hair. So, you're, it's not an easy path. Weirdly enough, it's easier than it used to be. I mean, listen to how many of these people have called today and said, my little boy is effeminate or my little girl is, you know, showing some tomboy things. That's cool with us. It's not being seen as a reflection of the parents, which is, I think we used to fuck people up. You know, when the dads suddenly start going, what are you saying? I got faggot sperm and they, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just acting like a fucking asshole. Transgender community should be happy. Made huge strides. Um, here's uh, Ralph in the Bronx. Share my face. Hey, Fezzy, what do you think of chicks with dicks? Yay or nay? Well, I think they're living their life the way they want to. Hot. That they're not. Mm -hmm. cho they're choosing not to have the surgery. And I can understand that choice as well. Chicks. Stop it. Um. Renz, what do you got, buddy? Well, uh, I just got, as, as far back as I can remember, I was always attracted to women. I mean, it was never a choice. And I think uh, you really are just born that way. I think your sexuality is a well, he, primal thing, just like breathing or eating. 
It's just in there. Like, no one chooses if you're a guy to like guys. You just like women or you like guys. That's it. It's just, first of all, it's just not really true to say that you like women because you're not sexually attracted to all women. You know what I mean? You're not, that's why the whole thing of, uh, you know, sexual identity is kind of bullshit to begin with. If you look how many women that you are attracted to and what reasons, they're still out of your fucking control. It's still something that's done on a subconscious level, uh, which either A, could mean something to do with genetics, B, or something that you fucking saw with a little kid and fucking laid into it, or C, I don't know. Who fucking knows? But the reality is, you're not walking down the street seeing every woman fucking totally turned on. The way you will occasionally, some woman is just fucking a massive turn on for you. If you went by fucking married guys, seem like they're not turned on by anybody but their wife. Oh, oh, I found mine. I'm done. How the fuck is that being a heterosexual? What does that have to do with sexuality at all? Oh, I'm not sexually attracted because somebody else is taking care of my kids? That seems like it wouldn't be the fucking way. If anything, society attempts to break our sexual urges for heterosexuals. Where no one ever says to gay people, hey, you should pick one gay person and just be gay with them forever. That's the rules. I mean, you're not getting that much more sex if you're going to go by, like, the old standards of society, if you're a heterosexual. They're saying just have sex one person and don't even think about anybody else. It's kind of fucking insane. So to sit around and saying, oh, some people are attracted to women, some people are attracted to men, I don't think that's telling the whole fucking story. I think it's almost fucking ridiculous. I mean, I can sit there with a blank fucking stare like the rest of society going, oh, I don't know what you mean. No, it's fucking already laid out there. But people love to put the labels on themselves. This is what I am. Um, here's uh, Andrew. You're on the run of face show. Yeah, I think part of the problem that we have here is why do we decide that boys can only wear pink and girl, or boys can only wear blue and girls only wear pink? I think we kind of... There's more colors. Than Prince that. took us to purple during Purple Rain. <laughs> Prince took us to purple. <laughs> All right. Well, what about green and red and yellow and anything between those? I mean, it'd be, it seems like if you you've got seven billion people on the earth and two choices each, everyone's only going to pick one or the other. Right. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't so make the slightest bit of uh, sense. Uh, Jay, in PA, you're on a fez. Ronnie, I totally agree. It's, it, it is just your decision. The way that you're born, you're born that way. Whether you're male or you're female, you're white or you're black, that's the way you're born. Everything past that is just a choice. It's your, and your, your life is just the sum total of your choices. So whether you're going to decide today to be gay or not be gay, that's your decision. But if, when, if somebody is born mentally retarded or special, whatever it is, that's not a choice that they make. That's the way that they're born. Everything passes. So I think a lot of them are making choices. What's that? I think they're making choices, too. But if someone is born with no sexual urges towards 
any women or any guys, aren't they born that way? I mean, if they're not they're attracted still, no, to... No, they're, they're making a choice of whatever they're doing. They're making the choice not to. None of the above is also a choice. And fucking all of the above is a choice. But if there's no urge to be sexually with a woman... Because you're how, saying... How is it a choice, I mean, to just go ahead and do it anyway? You're saying that the urge itself is something with, uh, outside of you, by your point. No, I'm saying that you're born without that urge. The urge, if you have the urge to fuck constantly or the urge not to fuck constantly, it's still a choice of what you do with it. You're not on some thing being fucking drugged through life. You're making the choices of whether or not every day what you want to do. You act like you couldn't give oral. There's a lot of fucking sex that isn't just you getting an erection. There's plenty of fucking sexual things that you could be doing. I don't know. Do you think people are born this way or whether or not they're going to fucking eat a certain food or watch a certain type of movie? Could, could you fucking sit down? I'm sorry. I was born this way to watch action films. So I don't want to watch any foreign films. Boo. It seems ridiculous that somehow we put this odd emphasis on sex. An incredible emphasis on sex. I mean, look how much of our marriages stopped because somebody did something outside the sexual fucking lines. Boom. Fuck you. It's over. That's done. I'll take half of your shit. Um... Greg, Brooklyn, you're on the Manifest Show. Hello? Uh, what do you got for me? Okay, it's, it's bullshit about uh, that parents don't have any responsibility when it comes to gender identity. It's the parents' responsibility to teach the difference between a boy and a girl, and that does that parents accept anything that their kids Can I tell you something, Greg? Did your parents have to teach you that? Mine never did. When you have a young child, there's certain aspects of either being a guy or being a girl that has to be taught or has to be understood. Give me one thing that, that your parents taught you about being a boy. I don't remember having to learn any of this. Well, it comes to an age where it's like you're gonna, if your child is still playing with dolls, if your child's still playing with dolls, my, for example, my son was, uh, he was playing dolls with his daughter, with, uh, with my daughter, at like eight years old. You know, at that point, it's like, you gotta, you gotta think. Dude, let me tell you something. Uh, and my dad and my brother busted my balls, uh, for a G.I. Joe thing, which they called dolls. Uh, and so I'm like, no, I'm not fucking playing with G.I. Joes. That's fucking sissy. I wouldn't do it because they busted my balls about it. Now, most fucking boys growing up thinking of that as a fucking boy toy. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't ever have any fucking problem with it. Um, but uh, it's fucking ridiculous that you're going to sit around and put some kind of emphasis on it one way or another. But on that show last night, this family wasn't dressing Jackie as a girl right from the womb. Right? Um, two oh. years old, they were, there was video of them playing, wearing dresses. Uh, they would do stuff where he opened the doll and be happy. 
open a truck and throw it away, and the whole family would crack the fuck up. I mean, they were pretty comfortable okay. with the choices that the kid made. Uh, well, I was talking about him last night, just destroying on the Tonight Show. Uh, it's Jay Moore. Hey, Jay. Hi, buddy. Um, killing it. Killing it. It was fun. I got to, uh, you know, blow the dust off some of my wife's material. Now, I noticed Jay stayed pretty quiet during your set. During yeah, your set. it was really, uh, the last, like, three or four times I've been on, he just kind of let me, uh, have run of the dog park and let me go and uninterrupt. So, I think, uh, he's hip to the fact that I got eight and a half minutes and I just want to squeeze as many jokes in there as I can so he doesn't, you know, he's, he's been really good to me lately. Well, you were destroying it, dude. Seriously. Destroying uh, it. Maria Bello, I asked specifically about you guys, and I jogged her memory, and then she went, I said, you know Ron Bennington? It was this great interview. You talked about, you said you are a Haitian first, and you were on the Ron and Fez show on Sirius Satellite Radio, and she's like, no, no, and I go, he's got a guy, Fez, he kind of talks like this. She goes, oh my God, I totally remember those guys. They're amazing. <laughs> Uh, she's, uh, so you're going to be on that show this year a little bit, huh? Uh, yeah, hopefully more than a little bit. You yeah. Know, I would love it if I was just on all the time as a, uh, as the assistant district attorney, basically playing Sam Waterston, Ron. Yeah, nice. Uh, where so are you filming that? I let you know that, uh, I was giving it up to you guys on the set of Prime Suspects. Well, she's, uh, she's pretty terrific as a person. Yeah, it's like she's saving Haiti. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I gotta get home. My kid's teething. She's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, after this, I gotta flight to Haiti. I'm gonna pull people out of rubble. She actually says she thinks of herself as a Haitian. I know. I, I had to let that go. Yeah. Did you, I just listened to Ron Bennington on Mass with David Brenner. Um, are you a big fan of David Brenner? Uh, I actually think that he is one of those, uh, one of the, like, the first modern comedians. Because when I was listening to it, he's almost like Little Richard, like he invented everything. Well, he definitely was there like Little Richard as it was all being invented. He kept saying how everything he does is free-form and free-flowing, and he makes everything up on the spot, and he does current events, and then he spends a half hour talking about how everybody steals his act. <laughs> and I was like, well, how can everybody steal your act if you're going on stage with fucking newspapers? I think he meant early on, because he, you know, he definitely was one of the first observational guys. You want to get something weird? I'll tell you something really weird. Just, you know, the guys in the streets. Those are the guys I came up with. The guys in the streets. I knew Bill Cosby before he even made it. Everything's in the streets with this guy. Well, Who are all these comics hanging out in the streets? No, these were like regular people. You want to hear something weird? You remember how pretzel? You ever put mustard on it? Isn't that weird? <laughs> you, want to, you want something really weird? I'll tell you. The guy was stealing my act. And I said, let me tell you, I was making millions of dollars. And these um, are all the guys in the streets. You know who, like... like said, when everything's aren't going well, I think of all the dead people that would like to be in my shoes. <laughs> like, wow. That's a good one. I think Deepak Chopra just tweeted that also. Here's the problem, Jay. You're not going to be able to do that David Brenner impression too many places. Well, who would want to? Ouch. You're harsh on him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his at all. Richard, uh, Richard Lewis, talk to him about it, because Richard Lewis thinks... David Brenner is the shit, and David Brenner started a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. It's just not my cup of tea, the observational. You know, how come I don't get any credit for starting observational humor? Like, starting observational humor? Well, what, Jeez, come on, Brenner. What would you say, what kind of humor would you say you do? That I do? Yeah. 
stories. I just tell stories of stuff that happened to me. That's kind of observational. And then I embellish them and I exaggerate them a little bit to make them more fun for a larger group. So you lie. I've never been asked that straight up. So you lie. Unmasked over the phone. Yeah. Unmasked over the phone. Yeah, there you go. I make, I tell stories of things that actually happened to me. Yeah. And I make them slightly larger. Now, where are you shooting this Maria Bella uh, show? Uh, downtown a lot. I was downtown at the courthouse, downtown at the library. I got three scenes with her and uh, shooting something out. I just got an offer to play like Cheryl Hines' husband on her new sitcom. Everything's just popping for you, huh? Yeah, it is odd. Like, all of a sudden, I'm getting a whole bunch of things at once, and I think it's a result of working for free for a year and a half with, like, the blogs and the podcasts. And like hosting the Jim Rome show, I, I think all working for freeze have been ed- have added up to maybe a lot of opportunities. But that's, you know, in the old days, everybody stole everything from me. <laughs> See, it's not, I like it, but I don't think there's a lot of people going, oh, you're doing Brenner. There's not at all. I mean, the guy's HBO special, he's closing bit, was getting married. You want to hear something hilarious? Whenever you listen to a laugh track, those are dead people from the 30s on the radio. No, they're not. It's laughter from earlier in the show. And they said that the last track guy goes under a hood. <laughs> the last track guy is in post-production going, we can throw a little dead air here. He acted like he was a replay official. The guy goes under a hood like, God forbid, the audience sees him press their key, you know? I don't I know. Love how, I love how often David Brenner mentions just living out in the corner. You know, the guy's on the corner. The guy's on the streets. You know what I mean? He loves the corner boys. He's, from, he's a Philly guy. Yeah, but he's like... When you look at David Brenner, you don't just see a guy throwing bows out on the corner in Philly. He would. if uh, He used to fist fight all the time growing up. Well, look, you know who I love? I love Ron. I love Fez. Oh, that's I nice. love Chris, Chris Nathaniel Stanley. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. I'm so I'm fucking happy for you, dude, because you deserve it. You killed last night. But I would love to see this Maria Bella thing uh, take off for you. Me too. And then could you do the other sitcom at the same time? No, but I'm screen testing for a show that I can't tell you what it is, but I screen test for a show September 7th that was for HBO that would shoot in New York, so I'd have to relocate. That'd be great to have you here, dude. That'd be pretty badass. Yeah. So I'm taking my baby into the pediatrician to get his four-month shots. Oh, I hope. Oh, God, that's awful, you remember it? those? Just all, I think I do, because I remember being terrified going into the doctor's office, Sweet even at four Fazzy. months old. Maria Bello drew a blank on Ronald B. And then I said, you know, Faz's partner kind of talks like that. I totally remember those guys. That's I fucking funny. Them. Good. He's the silent assassin. I just called to check in to say hi. People on Twitter were like, I think it was 202 friends. They're saying, please call into Ron and Faz. Call into Ron and Faz. Really? 202 friends said that. That's odd. All right, my brother. Thank you, brother. You God take care. You. Love you, man. Jay Moore, uh, killing it. Killing it. At all times. Uh, here's Joe in Wisconsin. You're on Run Fest. Hey, guys. What's going on? I was in the mall the other day, and uh, my little girl, she's five years old, said to me, Dad, when I grow up, I want to marry a girl. And there was a couple guys next to me, and the one guy had mentioned, he goes, oh, raising a faggot. And, uh, it's gotten to a huge fight. Well, it's good for the parents to start fighting. It really goes to show. Well, you know what? It's 
I grew up in New York and I live in Wisconsin now, and people are so backwards here that anything other than what they see on, you know, sitcom television is not approved of. Um, okay. Let's go over to Candace. Candace, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How's it going? What, what can we do for you, sweetie? I just wanted to say, I think it's our job as parents to teach our kids that they are good enough just the way they are. And the rest of their lives, they're going to be told by the world uh, that they can get happiness uh, externally, to look externally for happiness. And I think that uh, it's a, yeah, the, I didn't watch the special, but I do feel like it's a, I wouldn't make my, let my three or five year old make any sort of life decision at this age. But you would let them cross-dress if that's what they were comfortable doing? I would, mm-hmm. but that's not a permanent change like hormone shots. And, yeah, I know they're saying it could be undone, but, you know, it could mess with their their puberty, their stage of puberty to where, like, you know, who knows if that little boy is going to hit puberty and say, what was I thinking? I am a boy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. Most kids are, like, fucking... Shooting imaginary fucking bad guys or pretending they're riding a horse. They're already fucking crazy. They're already like LARPers. Yeah. Like fucking little LARPers. 24-7 LARPing. Um, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on a fez. Uh, Ronnie, I just started pissing. Hold on a second. Uh, hold on. Uh, Sounds like your fucking uh, piss is crying like a baby. Yeah, I got my babies here. Actually, my kids are getting their uh, four-month shot tomorrow. It's just going to be a fucking horrible night. These fucking kids cry all night long. They get a fever. It's real shitty. So uh, I feel bad for uh, the night Jay Moore's going to have tonight. All right, buddy. Anyway. Yeah, they, they kind of give you a little disease is what it is. That's so what... you get a high fever. Yeah, they get a fever. They cry. They you get a little smallpox. It's rough. So anyway, the reason I called is, you know, I, Ronnie, I've never disagreed with you more. I disagree with you on both sides of your argument. Like, first of all, I think there's a ton of shit we learn about being male or being female. It's very cultural. Being, being a male in the United States is very different than being a male in Germany or Sweden or, or Spain or Italy or whatever. You know, you, you pick these things up. Also, I, I couldn't agree with you, I could disagree with you more on the genetic side of it. There's so much that's genetic that we're still learning out, finding out well, about. Well, you just said we're still learning about both those things. But my point was, the thing is, when he was saying, uh, hey, it's your job to tell your kids the difference between boys and girls, I don't remember learning it at all. I don't remember you know, ever learn, hearing. Learn, but it's not the type of thing you remember. It just happened. You learned it from your father. You know, you learn, you learn it. Ron, there's a story. There's a story that you tell that, that is one of my favorite stories, okay? You, 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 to, you told the story, and this is a perfect example, where you were a kid and you were yelling at your mother, and your father said to you, don't you ever talk to my wife like that. Now, hold on. I was fucking 14. I wasn't well, fucking two. But, you know what I mean? Like you learned, but that's the type of thing. You know, that's a male, that's a male figure that's showing you what it's like to protect your girl. Well, first of all, my dad was white, but to get back to the other point, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from, but I don't know... It, you know, I think a lot of this stuff is more cultural, and a lot of it is more... Ron, haven't you, haven't you ever met a kid that's like 12 years old, 13 years old, and 
if you know when you're 12 and 13, you just walk away thinking, what a, what a fucking homo. You know, and it's not, there can't, it can't be anything. I remember having that thought about kids in my class, you know. First of all, it was much younger than that. We called it sissy in my neighborhood, but there were, there were little boys that would, I, I'm gonna let you go because your kid's so noisy. Uh, there were little boys that were much more comfortable jumping rope with the girls than they were playing kickball or whatever. And we knew that at fucking day one. The girls kind of accepted them. The boys might have teased, but more or less accepted. That's where that kid goes, you know. So that part of it, I think, there's some kind of genetics. Whether it's cultural or not, um, I think the cultural aspect is people think that they can't explore things. Um, because then that somehow makes you, to go back to use your word, homo. God forbid you should try this or that, or you're gay. Um, Hunter, you're on the run of face show. Hunter in Los Angeles. No, no, Louisiana. Ah. Wrong LA. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what's the problem with wanting your kids to be a certain way? I mean, you've lived, however, 20, 30 years and seen the world. It's it's kind of weird to let your kids be who they want to be. They have no experiences. They have no no base to judge how they how they want to well, be. Well, how how is it that you would want your kid to be? I don't understand what you're saying. Not not completely wanting to be exactly every aspect of their life that's too overbearing. But if you understand how much um, I don't know hate or how how much uh, insensitivity there is, if if it makes that kid's life any easier to try to steer him or her that way, what's the horrible thing about that? Well, it, let's say this. Do you think there's something horrible about raising a kid to be a mathematician? You know what I mean? Like you're saying, uh, I wish I would have got into mathematics as a little kid. I would be doing a lot better. You could raise that kid. That kid could be very good at mathematics, but might end up being fucking happy because they never got to choose their own fucking way of doing stuff. Well, that's going to happen either way. What, which, whichever way you try to steer them, if you try to steer them to be very open... And to choose their own path, that that is years taking away from trying to be intensely studied in some other aspect. So it's it's a complete double edged sword. So at least if you try to push them in one direction, at least they they if they the chance by chance they do like that, at least they're more prepared for it. I think they're going to end up hating you for it. The chances of them blaming you for it rather than taking personal fucking ex, uh, responsibility for it, uh, your way is definitely off. I mean, you know, when you say, look. I mean, let's face it. I had every fucking opportunity to be a piano player. I could have done it. We just heard Tom Morello the other day. He never picked up a fucking guitar until he was 17. And now, there's a Morellian sound. Shredmaster. Um, so I had that opportunity, the same opportunity as Tom Morello. But let's suppose I was pushed into playing guitar. So much by the time I hated it. I would also identify that with the person who pushed me. There's no doubt about it. In the end, there's no way to be a good parent. <laughs> I agree 100% there. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. anyone who says they are good or suck at it. Yeah. Anyone, you know what? First of all, here's the people I hate. Anyone who says that they're a good parent, any, for, I hate people who say they're a good person. That sounds like a lie to me. When someone says, look, I'm a good person. You have a deep, dark secret.
I'd much rather say, have someone say, I'm an asshole, but I do love you, I do care about you, but I'm a complete asshole. I think that's the only thing a man can say. In the end, you know I'm a piece of shit and a scumbag. <laughs> you can't count on me. <laughs> so, so, sorry. So, so, sorry. Sorry. Um... Here's uh, Ray, New Mexico. You're in Manifest. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, I didn't realize that your listeners are all like the best parents ever. I mean, they they got the answer and they got it all figured out, man. I'm I must have fucked up because I just hope that my boys have a job and stay out of jail. That's what I hope for now. So I don't know. They're out of, it is better like, to set the the bar low with your kids, and luckily in my family we've done that. Uh, in my family, you will never hear anyone say someone who's out of jail is doing bad. You're always like, hey, he's doing okay. He's out. He's back out again. He's got a nice girl. Keeping up with his parole fucking meetings? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to set a low fucking bar. He's at the halfway house now. He's got a curfew. Keeps out of trouble. Well, you know, um... We were uh, we had the George Plimpton people in, and this is a guy who edited a, th- a, a magazine that I think he was one of the founders of, had um, written twenty books, traveled the world, know the most interesting people in the world. And I told you before, this is a guy I kind of admire his life and all that. His old man was let down by him. He didn't, you know what I mean? He's just like, eh. You kind of fucked up, didn't you, kid? No, he didn't. <laughs> he did. In his dad's eyes, he did. And he knew his whole life, even as an older man, I disappointed my dad. I let him down. Well, you didn't let us down, George. But there's a lot of people out there who's like, you know, we thought he was going to be a fucking baseball player. He didn't make it. What's he doing now? I don't know. He's a surgeon or some shit. I don't know what he's doing. See, some guy's lying. Fucking... Fixing kids' cleft mouths, some shit. But he can't hit a fucking curveball. So what are you going to do? What a bum. What a fucking sorry retard. Fez, you got to call Maria Bella after the show. Reconnect. She loves you. See if I can get a walk-on on Prime Suspect. That would be better than having her back on our show. Um... Terry, you're on my face. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't really believe you're born with preferences because, I mean, you you, don't, you aren't three years old and you like guys or you like women or whatever. That develops later. I think it's, I, I don't think you can control it either. Uh, it's just a variety of factors and influences. Like, it can be an overbearing father or an absent father or it can even be influences from people that aren't even related to you just culture yeah i just think at some fucking point i'd like to say to the shrinks i want to throw off these fucking shackles that are our past i don't want to fucking believe because someone diddled me at fucking four that the rest of my life, this is all I got to think about. Or the fact that I missed a fucking catch, or I got a fucking D. At some point, I think you got to say, who gives a shit? I'm here today. 
if the fucking shrinks could work a little bit on today and a lot less what happened in 19-fucking-81, I think they'd start making some progress. I get bored shitless with these fucking things of, oh, I saw my dad's cock and it was bigger than mine, so I felt fucking inept the rest of my life. Well, guess what? He's not here now. And now I'm a bottom. He's not fucking here now. So let's deal with today's work. I really do think there's a fucking ridiculousness about all this shit. Um, Snowy, you're on Run a Fez. Yeah, how you guys doing? Yeah. I never care. I, I don't believe... I think you're kind of born with it, really. Because I don't know why, when you get older, you choose to be homosexual with all the stigma attached that you're growing up and everything else. I just think you're... I think you're born with a preference. Now, sometimes people grow up and they never act on it. But I don't think you choose to be homosexual if you didn't. If you didn't have the preference in you somewhere. You know, there's all different. You know, there's a lot of heterosexual taboo fucking sex that attracts a lot of guys. I mean, look at the world of fucking pornography. They sell fucking taboo. It fucking turns people on to do the things they're not supposed to do. Perhaps being gay is just one of many fucking things. And then, of course, there's all different kinds of gay sex, different kinds of ways to fucking treat it. But uh. this whole thing of uh, why would anyone choose it with all the shit that's happening, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? And a lot of guys in history, fucking being gay moves you to the top of the fucking class. Stop acting like it's some fucking minority you want to walk in as a gay guy in a fucking uh beauty parlor i don't know what they call them now unisex salon whatever you move to the top you want to move into the fashion industry you move to the top gay mafia so don't always act like somehow it's this pull back yeah i'll admit it's not easy for people who, who want to be gym teachers but stop acting like it's all this fucking terrible thing to carry. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Um, let's go over here to um, Ann in Portland. You're in Ron Fez. Hey Ron, how's it going? Hey, I got three uh, little girls, fourteen to. Uh, four years old and they're just completely autonomous they're their own people they they, they run around they are who they are and, and there's not really anything that i can do to change them no i think you could just be somewhat of a guide like candace said earlier you want to kind of be there to support and you know pick them up when they're feeling a little blue or whatever but the fact that you mold i i'm not really sure about that either you know you know, my only my only criteria for them is that whatever they're doing, that they try their hardest. And beyond that, it's... You Why? Know, they, Why they isn't that even such a big deal? Why do you have to try your hardest? Why do you have to be competitive? Why can't you just be okay at stuff? Well, I don't know that it's necessarily being competitive so much as giving it their best. Why? Why do you got to give well, it your best? 
I don't know. It's just important to me that they're doing their best and not their worst. Their best in what? You want to be the best fucking person who's ever washed a car? Best person, you know, all day long, you got to do the best? You got to have the best socks, the best fucking toothpicks? I mean, I don't know. That whole thing, too, I just think it fucking plays into where it's almost cliche now. Because I don't want to fucking play cards with everybody who's always trying to do their best. I don't want to be a fucking board game, to play a board game with somebody who feels it's so fucking important to win. I get pretty old pretty quickly. Like, play Monopoly, and someone freaks out. They're fucking screaming in your face. Easy with the best, dude. <laughs> Easy. It's just important to me that no matter what you do, you're better than other people at it. I want you to make the best possible pancakes known to man. That's all I ask of you, children. Don't fuck this up. If you smoke pot, I want it to be the best fucking pot. And I want that fucking joint of yours to look like it came out of a Marlboro pack. Man, a lot of this all came out of this weird show last night. Uh, about this little kid who decided he was a girl. By two, by ten, the parents were just letting him go to school that way. And telling the kids at school, you will accept this cross-dressing transvestite, transgender, trans whatever it is. Cross-dressing. I never, I can't tell transvestite and transgender. The LGBT community should really get this shit in check. I think there's, they need to break off in a couple of different communities. I think there's too many put in there. And if I was one of the T's, I would feel left out. Because let's face it, the G's take over everything. Yeah, G's are the big time. They're the best, I'd say. I'll say this, they whine a lot more than lesbians. The lesbians just seem to get it done. They own businesses. Yeah, accepting frugal they are you never see one of those lesbians and women just throwing around fucking cash <laughs> uh big birthday today it's uh kevin from connecticut's birthday S uh, i think he's 51 years old 51 according to lady trucker looking good huh Have we broke it all today? Broke once. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Early on around noon. Okay. So we're way out ahead of the game today. Yeah. We're the best around. What movie was that from? What 80s piece of shit movie? <laughs> Karate Kid. <laughs> I think believe during the final montage he was playing where he was kicking ass with a bum leg. Why can't the 80s just admit that they were the worst generation of movie makers ever? And music. One very high up there. Weren't very high up there. That's right. <laughs> if you're not going to attempt, why don't you just sit and watch? We'll get you a fucking hat and you sit and watch. I don't want a hat. I gotta let this hair flow. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> the 80s might accept it if, they weren't, if all the 80s movies weren't getting remade constantly. They could that decade could get put away, but when there's a new Footloose out, it'll never stop. 
There's a new footloose out that'll never stop. What's never stopping? Uh, the 80s. Um, I don't want to talk to you. 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 All right, Joseph, Mississippi. I like you because you're not trying to be the best out there. What do you got, Joseph? Uh, how you doing today, Ron? Good. Man, I hear all these parents there saying how they'd accept this and accept that. Man, i got to be honest with you. I, I don't know if I could accept something like that. I mean, I've got three small children of my own, and that's a fear of mine every day that I have to, you know, face that decision or be, uh, have that brought to my attention by one of my children. All right, what is the fear that you have, Joseph, that you carry with you every day? What would be the worst-case scenario? Uh, you know, just I don't know if it's just what I was raised and brought up to be as the norm they would not be a part of anymore. Mm-hmm. Just how it. So what's know, the maybe. yeah? What's the worst thing one of your children could tell you that they were what? Probably homosexual. All right, so I, like I said, I'm not trying to be. <laughs> yeah, you're being honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. It's crazy. Now, how old are your kids? Uh, seven, four, and two. All right, so they're too young for this to happen. But if one of these kids, and obviously you're a good dad, you love your kids, if one of these kids came to you and said, Dad, I'm a homosexual, then how do you see yourself handling, Joseph? I know you worry about it every day. Oh, man, I don't know know if I'd be more upset. I don't know, it's just... Man, I don't know how to how I'd address that. I just it's a tough one. It's just not how I was, you know. How me personally, I was raised in our family, and mm-hmm. I don't know. What, I don't know, man. It's just a tough choice, and sometimes I I worry about how I would react to something like that. So you worried that you would react in your way poorly? Yeah, in a negative way. So you might throw them out or tell them no, they can't be that. Yeah, you know, that's that's uh, been ran through my head before as a possibility on how I'd react. You know, and it just, sometimes it kills me to hear all these people saying they would do this and they would do that. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't think some of them really know how they'd react until they were put in front of them. I agree with you 100%. But also it's always interesting to me, Joseph, when you were saying, I wasn't raised that way. Do you think that you were raised by perfect people? Did you think that they have all the information that you do? Oh, no, by no means. You know, yeah. I was raised by my father from an infant, just me and him. And my dad was one of them old school, just what you'd call, you know, a man's man. Just yeah. Just how he was. You know, and uh, I think that might have a lot to do with my mindset as far as that kind of stuff, you know. All right. Uh, I do appreciate you for being honest, Joseph. I know a lot of people call up and act like exactly like you said of, oh, I just let my children do this. But not everybody would do that. And also just allowing your children to do whatever got to them is also not being a parent ever either. Uh, The interesting thing is it's only like the past, I'm going to say 30, 40 years. Maybe 40 at the most where you could figure out you were a bad parent. I, I think the 1960s generation... The people who raised kids that came of age in the 1960s were the first people in the history of the planet 
who found out they did a bad job as parenting. Up to that point is the kid's alive. You did a really good job keeping the wolf away. And that's the way it always was. And then suddenly around 1964-65, they heard, you're a bad parent. They actually had to say, that. Well, I'm a bad parent. Aren't the kids still alive? I thought that meant I passed. Yeah, roof. No, yeah. They thought of it as carrying an egg to a certain destination. If you don't crack the egg, you're fine. So there's a lot more. Now, if you had a, a kid that was gay and you didn't handle it properly, you probably could have got by on that up until 1980s. Now, if you have a cross-dressing maybe transvestite child, you have to learn how to accept it pretty early. So the complications are all over the place. The chances of you passing into being a good parent are almost nil. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd say it's just totally impossible. No kid's happy with it. You'll fuck them up somehow. I, if I was doing anything, if I had a kid tomorrow, I would run and just run away from them. <laughs> um... Let's go over to Tim. Tim, you're on my fist. Hey, Ron. I just wanted to thank you for bringing that Tom Morello up. And, I mean, I went and checked that out last night. And that song, Gone Like Rain, super song. It's, I uh, really like his style. There's some people that wrote to me going, Hey, I didn't think that you'd be into this. It doesn't seem this. You know, the other Night Watchman thing, I could never remember being a big fan of. Uh, Audio Slave... Not one of my favorites, although I saw them on top of the Letterman thing one day and had a great afternoon, and I thought Morello was playing his ass off. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band, though. I mean, they were a terrific band and could have been even bigger. Uh, They walked away and left it all out there. Yeah. You know, the way he does that My Land is Your Land song? I mean, something you sang when you were a kid, and he brings it out like he does? (laughs) It's great. Um, the boss just left me this today, I guess. Um, the Black Spartacus Heart Attack Machine. This is the Night Watchman Worldwide Rebel Songs. Uh, we fell into it in a big way. Uh, Tom already forgot me, but does remember Fez. Um. Oh, no, Tom remembers everything. What was the other, um, song that he said he was a big fan of? The, uh, the, the tr- oh, God help us all. Yeah. Here in the middle, in the inside of this, is Tom with an old fucking Tommy gun, just yeah. shooting it and ready to... Like an old gangster. Blast people. No, I think it's more of a rebel. Oh. I think he's doing the Che bit. You go with uh, gangster because you don't know much about your nation's history, your planet's history. It never mattered to you. Bad eyesight, too. Go to two or two friends to be part of the Ron and Fest sports book. Football a week uh, from today starts. Football a week from today starts. So there are uh, two pools you can get in. The Pick'em pool, great prize pack there. That is the Franco Harris signed ball and full metal jacket on DVD signed by Vincent D'Onofrio. Then the Eliminator Challenge, that's a football signed by Pat Summerall and a copy of the Big Lebowski signed by the dude Jeff Bridges. So all the information is there at 202 Friends to be part of the league.
until you can sign up today. I'm going to. I'm going to sign up today, and I'm going to sign up to win. And I'm going to win both of those and have all four prizes. Holy shit. It's going to be a hell of a run. And I guarantee you this. In the girls' league, not one of the girls will beat me. I will beat every single one of those girls. Good. Good. And I'm going to do that because I represent men. That's right. Now, not only could I beat them at that, but I could beat them at the Project uh, fucking Runway League. I could beat them at that. And then my artist show comes on, I think, in early October. All right. I forget what that is, the one that we want Fez's niece to be in, and she wouldn't do it. Why wouldn't she go? Come on, there's casting calls. Yeah, she wouldn't do it. Unbelievable. Something about her boyfriend. Remember, she just broke up or something. Yeah, the boyfriend wouldn't come with her, so she canceled the whole trip. She taught him. Um, does she get a new boyfriend? No. Nope. That was, that was the last time she was involved with anyone. Really? Yeah, she has not dated since. Work of Art is the name of the show. Yeah, that's what I said. Work of Art. Yeah. Bravo. Hmm, thank you. Andy Cohen. But none of the girls in the Girl League will beat me. But, uh, is Queen Elizabeth in the Girl League? think so. She said she signed up. It may be time to um, bring her back to 202 Friends because she is being so kind and so good. I'm definitely going to put her up at the board meeting. Complete turnaround. Um, Nick, you're on a fuzz. Nick, we got you? Yeah, you got me. Hey, uh, hey, Ronnie. Hey, uh, Violet. How you doing? Um, Nobody is. I, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I saw the show, and I my, I had an interesting take on it. My wife didn't uh, didn't really appreciate it. I think it's selfish to these little kids. You got say like a family where you got a little boy, and one of the little boys was supporting his brother. But what if this kid decides to wear these clothes out in public? Then all of a sudden, it's not just one person that's affected. Now you got four people and a little kid that now gets ridiculed because little Johnny wants to wear a dress to the to the grocery store. Yeah, you're right. But but your point is this is. You would be more ashamed of your family you wouldn't pull together? But in this kind of situation, I mean, you're talking about one kid finds joy in wearing opposite sex's clothes. So is that enough to, to turn your whole family on its ear and the whole family becomes ridiculed for that one joy? Yeah. I don't see it. I would say that the whole family sticks together no matter what. No matter yeah. fucking what. Well, that's the thing. Is why I mean, if my fucking the privacy, I, the kid could still do it in the privacy of his home, on his own home, and everybody's not affected, and everybody's still happy. Just because he wants to wear it out in public, then everybody's got to change. All right. So your point is keep uh, keep the family's business secret. Absolutely. Keep the shame at home. Keep the shame in the closet. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's go over here to Quinn. Quinn, you're on a fest. Hey, Ronnie B., good dialogue. Hey, I was uh, one of those kiddos who was raised by the grandparents because my mom died at a, at an early age. And I think tied to that was me uh, having that similar hankering for, for some reason, wanting to, wanting to wear the dresses and wanting to wear, wear girls' clothes at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but I tell you, it was, because of for my grandparents, I think, especially when I was caught that first time, it was like a deer in headlights. I don't know what the fuck to do with this kid now. Uh, and, you know, essentially the message was, you know, they weren't beating me or anything like that, but this is wrong. Get that shit out of your head. Stop. Um, 
and certainly wasn't or not even going to endorse me doing that in private, much less public, which I didn't really have that much of a desire to do. But uh, it was that was pretty tough stuff, and they could never come to grip grips with it at all. And I just continued to get better and better at hiding it. So, do you still cross dress? Yeah, yeah. And what is it about it that feels so good to you, being a cross-dresser? You know, it's interesting, Roddy B. It's almost like an escapism thing. And, I, and gosh, it's it's been one of those things that's been explored so many times. And I'm straight. Been, uh, I was a uh, special forces in the Army. I, I've, I've done traditionally male stuff, and I think it would shock a lot of people to know that about me. Mm-hmm. But it, it's almost like an escape, and I... And I I, I don't discount that there is some t- some tie to it, to, to my childhood and some traumatic events, perhaps, with trying to identify with my mom, who I lost at such an early age. But, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's almost like a comforting um, escape from anxiety and, and stress. I, I don't feel uh, typically any level of stress or anxiety when I'm in that state. So it, it, it's a bit of an escape. So it's almost a you get to shed your other identity. That's a very good way of looking at it, because yeah. you certainly do take on the persona of, of someone else, and it's yeah, it, it's it's very much that. Mm. All right, thanks, Quinn. Thanks. Um, peace. Uh, well, calling from Long Island, it is our own crazed, tello crazed. Hey, um, Ronnie, this whole subject with uh, cross dressing. And hello, Violet. And hello, um, Pepper. What's up? Um, I, uh, I was just, I was just, um, letting you guys know what is with LIPA. I have no electricity at all for, for the last four days. This is the fifth day going on. Well, it's, it's insane, but, uh, Long Island got hit per- pretty hard. I don't know whether you're, because you're probably not able to see the news and all craze, but people in New York actually are mad at the mayor and some of the Weather Channel people for acting like this storm was bigger than it was. Wow. Even though, uh, Long Island got hit hard, Connecticut, Jersey, it hit everywhere but the city. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. And, um, the thing was, it was, it, 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 um, Gloria was much worse. Yeah. I mean, trees got ripped out of the, out of the ground. This one just like pulled out, just like, um, there were lots of uh, branches. I mean, big branches. Uh, I saw some broken trees, but no trees being ripped up off the ground, you know? Um, so, so you you feel I, like your stuff should be on right now? It, yeah, it should be on. Yeah, and and like I don't think they're doing their job. What would you like doing? Would you like there to be a revolution? I think uh, I think uh, I think Lipa needs to get their ass together and get, get the, and start restoring some of these homes back. I mean. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, ninety-nine thousand people without electricity now. Mm. Now, you said something at the beginning of it. You said, "Hi, Ron. Hi, Fez. Hi, Violet." And I noticed that's come up a couple times today. What is that about, Crazed? I don't know. 
<laughs> you were just going from the people before you? Yeah. It's very, very weird. All right. Thanks. But, 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 but um, the one thing that I, the one thing that I wanted to say was with the uh, cross, uh, the, the cross uh, dressing topic. It kind of reminds me of the movie Sleep Away Two. Sleep Away. Have you ever seen that? Movie? Oh yeah, we right talk about now. it all the time. When when the when the uh, when the chick actually turns out to be a dude and. He, and he has his cock out at the end, and everybody's like, oh, yeah. Yay. Oh. Yeah. Yay. You come up with a going craze. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Catch you later. Peace. Um, here's Tom in the Bronx. You're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hi, Violet. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Anyways, um, Three hey, Ron, I was row, just though. thinking about the whole, you know, uh, being a parent and one of your kids being gay or all of them being gay or whatever. Hey, um, what's your thoughts on, like, you think there's kind of a double standard when it comes to, like, having a son and a daughter? Like, you know, all right, uh, if my daughter turns out to be gay, that's not that bad. But if my son turns out to be gay, that'd be the worst thing known to man. I think that most dads would love to have a Marla Hooch. That they would love, and I'm not even making that up, they would love a little girl that was a great softball player, basketball player, uh, soccer player, would be fun for a dad. Uh, And then they have that own weirdness of, at least no dick will get to her. (laughs) Because men are really twisted with their daughter's vaginas. Right, and I think that's the worst. I, I think that's the thing that the dads worry about with their son being gay. Is like, oh my god, I don't want my son to suck another man's dick. Right, they'll instantly go to hell. I believe. I think they also don't want cum dripping out of his asshole. I think oh, it's another thing right. that they're right. against, or the cunning hole. Right, uh, but yeah, I think most men would love to have a little Marla Hooch for themselves. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I'm playing every day. Yeah, just see a fucking kid that could knock the so- fucking softball down the street. Oh yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> now uh, this got sent to me. Gvac has a bet that Fez's hat will end up with um, Zito's hand by the end of the show. Um. I don't think Fez can go a month without it. All this mentioning of it is really fucking up my plan. I have to. I don't I don't want him to like I don't want it on his mind. I'm pretty sure that's the key is that he's if he's not thinking about it, he'll easily leave it around. You know that he doesn't wear it to the pisser. He's like no, a fucking <laughs> cross-dressing son, but then here's the other thing. Is he going to carry his hat into the bathroom? That'd be fucking twisted too. Oh, this this hat is staying with me. I am not going to lose this challenge that Mark Zito can grab my hat away from me in the next month. This is really by bummy. September thirtieth. What this are you betting really... on? What are you putting on it? He could keep the hat if he can get it. What are you honestly putting up here? What's the bet? Um, dinner. There's so many dinners. Well, listen to the kid is just fucking catching you in a rut. And they never come true. 
They never happen, these dinners. I'm bummed that this was brought up only because I was 100% confident I was going to be able to take the hat next you break. You were going to get it. Next break, I was, wa- I was just waiting for you to go to break. But if he walk in carries it. it into the pisser, it'll be an embarrassment. Piss hat. Oh. It's going to be a pissy fucking hat. So, dinner. How many dinners is he already? I believe the number was it up to seven. And he haven't paid one off in a year, right? Yeah, it was died like yeah, yeah. And we were going to pick a place, and then you never did for the next one, right? Yeah, it's amazing, amazing when you know you got to do these things. Still don't. Let's break. Um, back, run a fest show. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Long, long, Mormon Jesus. Long ago, a spirit child on one of these landings was conceived. Unidentified God is on this body, Elohim. Elohim was conceived. This spirit child was later born to human parents. Near the mysterious star called Mormon Jesus. Mormons believe in Mormon Jesus. Through obedience to Mormon Jesus, he was elevated to Godhood as Mormon Jesus. Mormon teaching and death and Mormon resurrection Jesus. in the saints. All by the God of Mormonism and his wife are doomed. Billions of sons, those are the devil, billions of tons of children. Three sons for the Mormon being covered with heavenly beating.
Fez show on a Thursday. One week from tonight starts the pro football season. Uh, and apparently Obama's going to be speaking. Uh, doing his picks. All right. Can't wait to see what he's got. Chris Johnson just finally signed. Fuck Chris Johnson. <laughs> Fuck Tennessee. They ain't going to go anywhere. No, it's a joke. I saw Peter King picked his uh, thing. He picked uh, San Diego again, as he does, I think, every year. Uh, but he has them losing the Super Bowl to the Falcons. I, I don't know. I can't see that. Antonio Gates ain't going to stay healthy. They're running... Uh, I don't know. I don't like those picks. You going against just means that they are going to go there. You yeah. jinxed the bastard. <laughs> now everybody knows how to bet. Fez Watley making the scene back here today. What do you got in the Yahoo News, Fezzy? Well, uh, one thing I was looking at is... Um TV show this fall with Ben Linus from uh, Lost. Is that his real name? No. No, it's uh, Michael Emerson. Mm. Uh, person of interest. This is a show of interest. I think this is one that I will check out. Oh, I love the turn of a phrase that you did there. Yeah, this is... Um, Fez Watley making an announcement. He is going to be watching a television show this fall. Person of interest. Show of interest. I usually don't go for a crime drama, but this one seems to have kind of a Tom Cruise minority report to it. Not precogs, not, uh, but just this multi-billionaire who's come up with a way of predicting crimes. Mm. Sounds like a good one. What is it, Wednesday nights at 8? I'm not sure what day of the week this one comes on. Sounds like mentalist meets journeyman. Like journalist. <laughs> Oh, ben. Or Mental Man. Lost Journalist. That's what they should call it. You ever watch The Mentalist? I've seen a couple episodes. He solves crimes using his brain. What? It's amazing. He, like, works it out? Like, logically? Yeah. The other one I'm going to check out is uh, Terra Nova. Never heard of this either. This is on Fox um, from... Uh, Steven Spielberg is producing this. So I guess the in this show, the Earth is so screwed up that the only way for mankind to survive is they send people back in time to create a village when the Earth is clean and pure, and they restart humanity, but from the past. Well, if they restart humanity, we already have humanity done. We just need it in the future. Well, that's the... I don't figure... I can't figure... I guess then they take those people back to the future? No, I guess... I. It would seem to me like the future disappears. If, if they send an entire group of people... And they're going as far back... They're going back to dinosaur days. I don't know why you have to go that far back. But they're going back to dinosaur days... So that it would seem like... This seems like it's going to be on three weeks tops. If they go back to dinosaur it's days... fucking land of the lost. They're going to fucking get wiped out by the meteor whatever killed all the dinosaurs. True enough. <laughs> they're fucking killing themselves. 
It's a suicide mission. They better get out while they're young. Because <laughs> they're baby, they've been born to run. Boy, I don't know if anything's ever been fucking gone back to the well as much as a goddamn time travel. That's unbelievable. That's just the go-to thing for a science fiction movie. I can't help it. It's time travel or dystopian future where everything just blows. And there's some sort of freedom force. Well, this one sounds like dystopian time travel. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, now they're going back to where instead of pollution, they're fighting uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes. So those are uh, two shows I'll be checking out. I'm going to watch them too now. Count me in. That was all I had. That's good. It's the TV schedule. Uh, I got to tell you, I guess maybe UFOs have gone out there as much as the time travel. And it's about time that we met that neither one of them exist, or else we would have known about it. I don't know. I think UFO still has... I think the UFO has a hell of a lot better chance in time travel. All right, let me ask this. Okay. Has a, a UFO ever come to this country, to this planet? Yeah, I think a UFO has come to this planet. Then how come we don't know about it? Because they're so uh, evolved, that, and their fucking technology is so good. Their technology is so good... That they what? They hide from us? Yeah, cloaking ability, definitely. Why would they hide from us? Because they're observing. They're like fucking scientists. They're scientists, UFO aliens. Guess what? When we go places and observe uh, other species, we just grab them. We don't go out of our way to have a cloaking device and hide from them. Well, I'm sure some people, there's missing people all the time. Maybe some of them have been abducted by aliens. Uh, it just seems fucking ridiculous to me. I go by that fucking thing that's uh, that the um, guy said, Stephen Hawking, where he's like, if they could come here, we'd be like fucking idiot nuts to them. They wouldn't want to talk to us just because we're stupid. And we can't come up with decent UFOs for ourselves. Yeah, we should be able to float around by now. I mean, this propulsion system bullshit relying on gas is fucking overrated. No, we fucked up by going to gas years ago. We should have went to some kind of crystals. Where you just stick a crystal in something and you start fucking kicking ass with it. We have those like new age crystals, but those are like for your soul. They're not filled with power. Alright, so you believe UFOs... Definitely. ...are around. Definitely, you say. is really retarded. I mean, you're not going by any fucking proof at all. I mean, you're always down on the Christians for not having proof, and you've got no proof on the UFOs. I've seen some of those Carl Sagan shows from back in the day. He seemed positive about it. Never. Never did he say UFOs were here. You've never watched a Carl Sagan show where he said that. Um, here is uh, Craig. Craig, you're on my Fez. Hey, what's going on, buddies? I was wondering, uh, I had an idea for a new game on the Ron and Fez show where a listener will call in. See who can come closest to what Fez is going to talk about that day. Maybe want to sign Ron and Fez T-shirt. All right, what have you would have guessed today? What would I have guessed today? Yeah. Well, I've already heard most of the topics, like uh, what TV shows he wants to watch. But it, 
But you, uh, but you would have, th- but would you have thought that's what he would have talked about? Because no, and that's, to me that's that was a shocker. That's what I think would make it fun is the fact that some of it's just so off the wall, out of what you would probably go into looking for for show topics that it would make it kind of a challenge. Um. All right. Well, you call in tomorrow and see if you can guess anything on his little prep list. All right. Thanks, Ron. Now, you always say that uh, you run out of stuff to talk about, Fess. Uh-huh. Um, you know, most people on radio, they don't have, like, a prep list. They just come in and start talking. But you feel like you need to have the stuff to talk about. Right. My mind goes blank, and nothing goes in there. Uh, Kyle, you're on the run of Fess show. Hey, hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Um I think the UFO, as far as the UFO things go, it almost seems like uh, I think they would be far more advanced. If they've come all that way from wherever they are, you know, we can't detect them yet, but they can, uh, they've already found life on our planet, so they've come all the way up. They're going to be far more advanced than what we are. I mean, we're dummies compared to what, um, you know... Yeah, but why would they hide from us? It's not like we hide from any fucking bugs that we see anywhere. Well, they probably know if we really saw something in the sky that looked like a threat, we'd probably get the army in there and blow the shit out of it, don't you think? See, I, uh, no, how could we if they're so advanced? It, it doesn't make sense well, that we would be able to blow. That would be like no. saying that, that that we hide from fucking mosquitoes so that we, they, uh, you know, they don't sting us. It doesn't make sense. We just fucking spray off around. Yeah, I believe our weapons would not work against these um, invisible UFOs. Um. The weird thing is this. I saw this uh, being talked about, and they were saying that because of the way our civilization is going, where we immediately came up with enough weaponry of how to destroy ourselves very early into the uh, nuclear age, in no time at all, I mean, if you go from 2,000 years, look how quickly we were able to destroy the planet. Their thoughts was that that is part of the evolutionary pattern of life. As soon as they would get to the brink of exploring, they would also be able to destroy themselves, and they would. And that's why we don't run into other smarter, more advanced fucking species because that part of this process, the beginning, the life and death of a species, has to do with being able to destroy yourself. That's some heavy shit. That's depressing. That people, these other races, supposedly they arrive, they're just fucking wipe themselves out. Come on, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing, huh? Uh, Scott, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, Ron. Um, I don't know about UFOs for sure, but time travel has already been proven and. And Dr. Steve probably can tell you about it. It's even happening right now with satellites in space. They move faster, and they have clocks in them that constantly have to be adjusted. It might be minute of a second, mm-hmm. but it, it is constantly happening. And it's, it's definitely proven. You can travel forward in time, not backwards, but forward can. Since you can travel forward in time, I would be very excited to see if Christopher Columbus ever shows up saying that he came up with a time tunnel or cavemen who have come up with it. Holy shit. Or a time cave. 
Why would you say time cave? The caveman could have a time cave. It's shallower than the time tunnel. Shh. He's a caveman. <laughs> Andy in Ohio, you're on the Run of Face show. Yo, yo, Ron. My question is this. Why is everyone assuming that these fuckers are smart? They could be just big fucking retards, and they don't have the technology to come to our planet. See ya. Well, then they didn't come here as UFOs. You're saying see ya before we can get into this. I would love to talk to you about it. But to be able to invent a spacecraft that could make it across the fucking galaxy, they'd have to be smart. Yeah, you got to be some sort of engineering talent. Now, I, I agree. If you start to look at the billions and billions of galaxies that are out there, filled with billions and billions of stars, and then billions and billions of planets upon that, We've already found, like, planets with fucking water and whatnot on them. I mean, through the Hubble telescope. Well, what would but we... But there's no one waving to us from there. No. What would we do if we were... If the thing was reversed? Like, we found one of those Earth-like planets. Earth? And we could get across... And we could travel to it. We had the technology. Would we go and, like, immediately just orbit that planet in plain sight? Or would we try to be a little stealthy about it? Not knowing what was there. I think we would just go. What's the big worry? I mean, if go and watch Avatar. We didn't have any trouble there showing up and going out there. Look at Star Trek. We show up. Of course we're going to fucking alert them and let them know they've just been taken over by the United Federation. And if they fuck with us, we start to phase their entire planet. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, buddies. Well, you know, with, with the Avatar uh, scenario, they went in exactly the way the U.S. does things. They went in and negotiated with Brainiacs and then brought the brute force also. This way they had the carrot and the stick. That's exactly the way we would do things because that's the way we do things now. Now, separately, uh, I'm a little ashamed of Steven Spielberg with this Terra Nova thing, Fezzy, because... Do you, Fez, do you remember a series named Earth 2? I, I remember the show, but I, I didn't watch it. Well, it was, uh, cre it was created, um, co-created by Steven Spielberg, and it was a show about uh, how the Earth uh, was getting all used up, and they had to find another Earth, and so they did, and they sent a team of people out there to populate it, and they had, you know, good people and evil people, and it was a, a virtually untouched surroundings sound familiar i mean it's terra nova all over again there is nothing new under the sun right ron uh when's the last time spielberg did anything that you said holy shit this dude's up to something uh, it's been a long time jurassic park probably that was the shit didn't like war of the world really actually just like not me neither and that was a fucking remake yeah uh Orman, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, so I was thinking about this, uh, or actually having a conversation with somebody about this in the, uh, not too long ago. Um, so with the whole alien thing, you know, there are certain animals out there in, in nature that, you know, we go look at. Like you said earlier, you know, we go look at a bug. Of course, they know we're there. But there are certain things that, you know, we go look at. We want to see, like, nocturnal habits of whatever. You got to set, like, a hidden camera out there and stuff. They don't know we're there. We got to sneak out in the middle of nowhere to be able to see these things. What's to say, like, an alien race? you know, might not have done something like that. They haven't. They haven't done it. 
we'd have some kind of evidence. And not just always hayseeds that say something went up their asshole. Constantly with the ass play with those guys. Uh, Andrew, you're on Fez. How's it going, Monty? Um, I think it's crazy you don't think that uh, UFOs are real. I mean, throughout history, there's UFOs and ancient texts, and people still see them today. They put them, capture them, put them on YouTube. What ancient text? Um, a lot of ancient, ever see uh, ancient aliens? They go pretty in-depth about it. What are you talking about, some fucking stupid show on the History Channel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's on season three, and if you watch uh, all three seasons, there's a few things, like most of it's bullcrap, but a few things on there, you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, if, then why would they fill it up with the rest of the bullshit? If they just had one fucking thing of proof, they wouldn't need all the bullshit, Andrew. Now, have you ever seen your own UFO? Yes, I have. Describe it to me. All right. <clears throat> Hanging out on the beach, um, wasn't drinking, wasn't smoking, uh, with two other people. Uh, they didn't see it because it went right over our head, really slow, bright white light, kind of shaped like a Skittle. And I'm staring at it, it's going right over our head, right to the end of the horizon, and then it shoots up into the sky. Um, so you saw a giant Skittle in the sky? Bright white. All right, so there you have it. Hicks, do you tend to believe this guy? He saw, I believe he saw something out there. Thank you, Hicks. Sure, Andrew from Brooklyn. Uh, so he saw something. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Don, Georgia. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, listen. Hundreds of years ago, back in the 1300s, people said the same thing about the New World, you know. They thought that Europe was everything. They said if it was, if there was something else, of course we would have known about it. Now I know about the internet, yes, but people all the time, credible people all the time, say that they've seen UFOs. It's just not a bunch of hillbillies and hicks. Well, well, I'm just talking about you know my producer. Hey, don't loop me in with them. But give me one incredible person who was on a UFO or saw a UFO. Uh, the former governor of uh, Arizona, I believe. They had this big UFO sighting, like, in the 90s, and the uh, former governor of Arizona, like, at the time, he kind of blew it off, but since then, he has come out and says, yes, I did see something over there that does need to be explained. There's plenty of people like that. Pilots all the time say things like they've seen things, but it's just it hasn't been released in mass media yet. I mean, what, what, what would it take to convince you that there are, what would actually have to happen for you to believe that there are such things as aliens? Would you have to, uh, would there be an announcement on CNN? Yeah, I think that if, if the New York Times and CNN, the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, any of these major things came out and said, look, I mean, we would all know if fucking alien just came landing down here and came on the beach. Okay, short of, so other than seeing it yourself, the only way that you will be convinced personally is that CNN tells you. So that's the only two ways. No, if fucking intelligent people came out and said, here's what happened. You don't have a major government saying it. You don't have a major news saying it. What is your argument this, Don? Well, what my point is, is people who say that they can't exist, 
I can't say that it does for sure, but I yeah. can't say that it doesn't. I believe that it's right. true. And just because I haven't personally seen it myself, I can believe, like, as vast as this universe is, there has to be a lot right, That's more a big different thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the I don't know. I stay with you. I would never sit here and go, we're alone in the entire universe. But I will say there is no credible truth that, they, that anyone's ever been here before. It doesn't mean that they haven't been here before, but there's no credible truth. But you guys are ready to make this leap and then go and take a fucking silly TV show that's on something as trite as the History Channel and give it fucking some kind of credibility. The show's incredibly insane. It's really bad. Um, Mickey, you're on my face. Mickey. Hi. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, I just wanted to remind you, and I'm, I'm almost positive it was on your show that I heard this quote attributed, I think, to Steven Spielberg, that if there were UFOs out there with all the great technology and all the advances that we have now, how come there are no pictures compared to the little grainy circles we used to get that everybody made a big hoopla about? With, with all this technology, where's the, where's the photos? Give Hicks a couple days and he'll put it together. <laughs> It'll be part of my thesis. <laughs> no, really. I mean, come on. All right, Fuzzy, let me see your hat for a second. All right. I trust you. Why would you trust me? What have I ever done that was... This hat smells already. Like piss? What have I ever done to make you trust me? Why would you trust why wouldn't I just give it to him and get yet another free dinner? Well, that wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't be in the spirit of the There's challenge no of the competition. Spirit. There's no spirit in the fucking competition at all. Of you saying no one's going to get this hat again, and then you fucking hand it to me. That This makes me think you're not a player. No, 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 don't give it back. Give it to me. You want it? I do want no. it. You okay. would take it and feel like you won by me handing it over. And I want you to tell the truth. I, I would I would not feel like I totally won, but I would definitely act like I won. So yes, I guess the answer is yes. Eggs, would you feel like it was a fair loss on Fezzi for him to hand it to me and this to end this thing he, right now? He needs to learn not to trust. So he gave much. it up. He gave up the hat. He needs to take personal responsibility. Is what he needs to do. He gave up all piss hat. Maybe I could just try it on for a second. No. Just one second. I'll give it back. So this is seriously becoming teasing the retard. It went from being a competitive challenge to no, no. I'm going to hand it back to you, Fezzi, but I don't see this going a month. Oh, I'll keep it for a month. Then there no, you no, go. No, that's, that no, fucking just proved that. it right there. Yes. That just fucking Start proved this. it right there. But that's not fair. There isn't any. That's not fair is what a fucking retard would yell out. You were just doing the thing of I will keep it for a month. All right, hand it back to me. <laughs> You've already lost one dinner. Do you want to try for another? Well, let me start with it. Okay. Do you want to try for another? Yes. I thought we were getting these big surprise hoagies today. I thought today was going to be my special surprise day. No surprise day. Lack of interns to get surprise hoagies. Mm. This is some place. Um, Danny, you're on my face. 
Yes, uh, I just would like to know how that guy could be so sure that he saw a skittle in the sky. I mean, I'm I'm two and a half feet away from an M M&M and M, and I'm thinking it's a skittle. See, the problem is this: there'd be no such M and Ms would never go into space. You have to check the markings on the spacecraft. Uh, John, you're on uh, yeah, hey, Ronnie, this is Doug. Uh, just curious if you uh, had read about the planet made of diamonds that was discovered about... I did just days. see that earlier this week, which I am going to love because I want diamonds to be useless. Dirt's going for three grand an ounce over there. The, <laughs> that's funny. Now, the other weird thing is that you know that these asteroids have all different kinds of uh, minerals on them, and they're already talking about mining them. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of science fiction books, it's like mining pl- mining companies go to the fucking asteroid belt and grab everything from there and ship it back to Earth. Well, you could do that with fucking robotics in the future. Good. I wonder if we are just born too early and we're going to miss the whole coolness of it all. We are. We're like on the right before the cusp of it, so we're just, we're just fucked. We're stuck on stupid Earth. We should be wearing button shoes like fucking morons. <laughs> Where's my one-piece suit? Uh, people write in that uh, I saw um, the UFO I saw looked more like a Necco wafer. Uh, Joey said, I think Saving Private Ryan was the last Spielberg film I was really excited to see. Yeah, until they hit the beach. It was all really great until then. Uh, this says, I never heard the term dinosaur days before. Fezzi has his own way of talking. He's got a southern accent. Uh, Chris, you're running Fez. Hey, Ronnie, um, when I was younger, me and a bunch of friends, I was probably in about ninth or 10th grade, me and a bunch of friends were out in the field stargazing, and we uh, saw this triangle-shaped thing come flying out out of nowhere, stopped over the middle of the city, did a 90-degree turn, went out about a mile, did another 90-degree turn, and just sat there. And we watched it for about 10 minutes just hover there, and then I saw it went straight up into the air and disappeared. Hmm. So you saw it go down? Yeah. And what do you think it was, dude? To this day, I have no idea. I I remember it. I could still see the ship. It was very vivid. I could see the outline of it. It looked almost like a stealth bomber, except for a lot larger. And it just hovered there. I mean, it didn't move, didn't go anywhere. It just stood there with no sound. And we were probably within 10 miles of where it was hovering at. Well, they, um, what, what made this different? What is this about? No, it's, it's uh, because we have a lot of breaks to catch up on the end. That's all. Why didn't we break early before then? It's pretty good. We're fine. Um... Let's come over here to Matt. Matt, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron, what's going on? Good, buddy. Look, as close the closest I can bring you to proving that UFOs, aliens, or off-world, you know, colonies of different cultures exist is you got to try to understand the the kind of infinite nature of space. If it goes on forever and ever and ever, you only have to the only speed bump you have to go over is the distance to travel. I mean, the chances of aliens not existing are better than aliens, you know... That's a whole different story. That's a completely different story than if UFOs have been here. 
it's I am I am ready to jump into the mathematics, although there are a lot of fucking scientists who's saying the chances of finding Earth-like planets is still a long fucking haul. It still would be like finding a needle in a haystack. That's but that doesn't mean that life couldn't exist outside of the kind of life we have here on Earth. In non-carbon-based fucking life forms. But that is totally different than Hicks and the History Channel acting like ancient aliens built the fucking pyramids because A, why would they? And B, again, why would they? History Channel. You feel good about that joke, or you feel <laughs> kind of hacky and stupid? Ladder. Uh, I think tomorrow we're going to announce at least one new unmasked. That's right, yep. That's right. And then tomorrow will be the last day before the three-day weekend. Labor Day, here we come. I'm amazed as many of you people are calling into the show this week when you know that this is most people's vacation week. Yeah, a lot of people, everyone's off. This place is dead. The city's dead in general. I'm actually getting seats in the subway in the morning, which never happens. Normally a strap fucking hanger. That's right, sardine can. <sighs> Terrible. People with their iPads. You said something interesting to me today, Hicks. You said you hate your life. <laughs> and now I hate mine, too. No, don't hate your life. Now, what's this thing that Jennifer wants? Jennifer wants you and Fez to come in and host, uh, not host, but judge their karaoke contest they're having in a couple weeks. I want you to tell Jennifer absolutely not from me. Okay. Done. I don't like karaoke. Good. I think it's a waste of time. I wish her all the best in it. What is she, a fucking Korean businessman? But today will be the first time in the history of my career that I refuse to help a fellow show when asked. Mark it on the fucking calendar. There's such a thing as asking too much. And I'm sure she wanted me to plug her website too, which I'm not going to do. Go ahead, plug it. JustJenny.com. What is it, Just Jenny? Just Jenny. Dora, please don't take it personally. Okay. She'll find that out very soon. But for now on, Ronnie B only does what fucking benefits Ronnie B. Fuck yeah. I didn't tell Dave I'm not doing his show either, like he's oh. asked so kindly. Okay. I'll pass that along. The show killed last night, dude. Oh, thank you. You two together? Forget about it. Thank you. I wish you would have done that from the beginning here. As I, if you remember, suggested. Yes. And you shit in my face. No, no, I would never shit in your face. It's a terrible thing to say. No, never. You took a giant shit in my oh face. Oh, my God. I don't even like hearing those words. Daniel, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, brother. What's up? Hey. Hey, Phil uh, Hicks there, uh, down here in Philly, we, we've seen aliens. They, they go strolling down Broad Street there. They call them the Mummers. Yeah. Well, then tell the aliens this before the game's over 500. Dance on through Broad Street. Says right around. Everybody, bring it in. 
I'm afraid. All right, I'm going to pick the best. What you you you're dancing and it stopped. Oh. That makes it fucking retarded. Let's get the mummer prayed, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick who is the best. Line up. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So far, all pretty bad. What? Move it around. Fez is leading. Fez is leading. Right. Oh! oh he's got the oh, hat! Shit. He's got the hat! Oh shit! It's over! No! It happened that quickly. Alright, so that means he owes us how many? Uh, that's two. He did not get my hat! We just saw him get it. I didn't know. Physical violence when he tackled me down after taking the hat was allowed. You still had the hat. I, I had the hat. He got possession of the hat. There was possession. So, how many... Uh, he had to bring you the hat. He didn't get it to you. No, he had you, to see me with the hat. part of it. I don't remember that part of it, but you're really not going to give that over? No. He snatched the hat off your head. No. He had to get it while I wasn't looking. You can't just walk up and... And take it? Why? Why would it be? If you get robbed, like, and somebody takes your wallet, does that not count? Because you can see you them do it? You can't attack me and take it. You have to find uh, it laying around. An attack? I don't think that was attacked by any means. You just snatched me and took it. Uh, no, snatch of the hat. Well, let uh, a parcel judge go. Hicks, did he get the hat or not? He got the hat. Two dinners. Did not get the hat. We all saw him with the hat. And all I was thinking was, when's he going to take the hat? Oh, no. What are we waiting for? <laughs> you think I just want to watch three grown men dance? <laughs> well, I the didn't, fucking mummers music? I didn't music? know if you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Take the hat. No! <laughs> mm, ridiculous. Um, here's Dan. Dan in Brooklyn. You're on my face. Hey, uh, Ronnie B, I just want to bring something up about the aliens. Um, so you say that if we go and investigate a species, we don't try and hide ourselves or cloak ourselves. So why would the aliens do the same to us? I just want to bring up that even if you went to go visit a species of bugs or like bats or something, and you tried as hard as you possibly could to explain to this bat yourself and that you're observing it in some way or form. The bat would have no standpoint to be able to understand you. What if the aliens are just that much more intelligent than we are? That they could be right Well, the chances of that happening would be true, that we would be no fucking more interesting to, to, uh, than a fruit bat than them wanting to fucking talk to them. All right, let's just say this. Let's say that ants had an extreme consciousness and an intelligence. Okay. Would we really have anything in common with the ant? I mean, would we be trading things back and forth? I mean, I don't think there would be a lot of interest there for us. We might just still crush them and murder them because they try to eat our food. We still, yeah. I mean, at most, we'd be just like... All right, we're going to bring you some fucking picnic baskets for yourself. Yeah, holy shit. If they were conscious and then we had to like start fucking thinking about their rights, 
It would be over. I yeah. would be so annoyed. We'd still just pour, pour boiling water on them. <laughs> uh, Shane, you're on my face. Oh, just let me put this hoagie down here. Sorry, guys. Um, if these aliens are so bloody smart, how the hell it is, you know, 30, 40 years down the road, they're still abducting people and, and sticking probes in them when, you know, like 30 years ago, we didn't have 3D x-ray, but now we do, and... Uh, you know, like, you can go get an ultrasound on your baby, Don, and you can actually have a picture and a full image of what they look like. Mm. But yet these aliens are that dumb that they're still doing the same old shit. Nothing's changed. They don't just scan you or, or any of that. They're fucking morons. Uh, and they're always lizardy. No one ever shows up looking really small, like ant size or giant size. I mean, why would they have anywhere near the same size of us? No one ever has, like, elephant-sized fucking aliens. They never walk on anything but two legs. Don, you're on my face. Ronnie Bieber going to put a nail in this discussion once and for all. Stephen Hawkins, the world's smartest man, said there are aliens, and don't try to seek them out because they're here to fuck us up if we do. Well, A, he didn't say there are, but he said if they show up here, they would just fuck us up. Oh. Because we'd have nothing in common. I prefer a District 9 situation where we put them in a slum. We gotta get them high. <laughs> Besides, that was a metaphor. Go ahead and do your live roots, Fess. Well, if you go to two, or two friends, you can play along with us this year during the football season with the Ron and Fest Sports Book. Two pools you can enter there. The Pick'em Pool. That's a great prize pack with a Franco Harris signed ball and a Full Metal Jacket DVD signed by Vincent D'Onofrio. And the Eliminator Challenge. That's a football signed by Pat Summerall and the Big Lebowski on DVD signed by Jeff Bridges. All the details you need to play are at 202 Friends on Twitter. Tomorrow is going to be the Friday before the long weekend. That's right. Letting it all fucking out. Yeah. We are. Light a few fires up with this motherfucker. Tonight's going to be a jailbreak, bro. It's all fucking coming down. The streets are on fire. Knife club it. All day long tomorrow. We ought to have a little party tomorrow. I mean, if we don't do hoagies, we ought to do those famous breakfast sandwiches in Brooklyn. But I don't really don't want to hear about it at two. I got something coming tomorrow. Fezzo's, uh... Nine dinners now? I think it's only eight. It's the think that has me concerned. It's nine, because it was seven and then two hat steals. There's the definitive There was only answer. one hat steal. That's where your math is flawed, Chris Stanley. We all voted that you got your hat taken off your head. That is really against the spirit of the game. Why? I'm in the game, and I thought the spirit was there. You said you wouldn't lose your hat. You would not get your hat, and he did. Well, anyone could mug a person. Then that's what we're trying to say from the beginning. Yeah! That's the fucking point. This was sneaking away from me without me realizing I had lost it. That's one way to do it. 
All right, make sure you sign up for our game. Beat the girls. I think the girls said they would have sex with anyone that could beat them. I'm not 100% sure. See you guys tomorrow. Uh, That's the end of my show.